Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com. So, get on the line and become a Jock Star. Fabulous and wonderful time. 
Weather right now, we got a little bit of snow on the ground. It is about, oh, I'm going to probably predict about, right now, about 26 degrees. It is very, very cold. We were expected to possibly get some snow last week and have a snowstorm. Didn't happen, so it was pretty mild. A lot of the snow that had happened was by Montana and by Colorado. But other than that, though, doing great. I had a great holiday. And the other thing I have to say that I'm very, very disappointed about is I'm looking and a Bronco profile picture that I have to look at for an entire <laughs> day. I do not like it. We'll get it, but we'll save that. And we get, well, we'll, we'll say, I'll tell you what, we'll save it until we get to the New yeah. England-Denver game. How are you, Josh, and how's the weather out there in the Windy City, and how's the weather out there in lovely Bumble Bay, Indiana, Frank? Wait a minute. I thought, wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me do the introductions right. Give me. And wagon riders. Um, Get it right. Okay. Let me introduce our other co-hosts of the show from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana, Bumblefuck, Indiana, USA, uh, and a, a guy that claims to be a Chicago sports fan. No, I'm kidding. He is a Chicago sports fan. It's the big winning, Frank Sprinkle. Yeah, you better believe I'm a, I'm a big Chicago sports fan. Let me say this. That was since we're on for three hours. You know what that means? That means an additional hour in which we can torture people on Earth. <laughs> Good point. We, we don't have a lot of time for our we don't have a lot of time for our first segment, but you said you wanted to uh, send out a special uh, shout out, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah. Frank, by all yeah, these yeah, yeah, a good friend to all three of us, uh, Jeff. Uh, actually, a good friend to all of us, and uh, when we work with Jeff uh, Escow and his show, but. Um, yeah, I definitely want to send our condolences to a good friend of this show, and that is uh, Nicholas Spiva, who uh, his mother passed away on Saturday morning. And of course, Nicholas has worked with us. As mentioned, we were working on Sports World Radio, and uh, certainly our condolences. His mother had been fighting a long illness. Uh, we certainly want to keep Nicholas in our thoughts and prayers, as well as his sister Jessica, her husband Matthew, and their child Avery, which was Linda Spiva. That's her name, Linda Spiva, her granddaughter. So, uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask that um, we take a moment of silence in memory of the passing of the mother of our good friend, Nicholas Spiva. Moment of silence, please. Yeah, we'd like to uh, send our well wishes to the Spiva family. Uh, very and unfortunate, also, you know, coming off, uh, coming off coming off a big holiday like that, and uh, it's 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 messed up, especially there's a lot of bad stuff happening here in the city of Chicago. I I'm guessing everybody knows about the Laquan McDonald situation that happened. Um with the officer Van Dyke uh thing. Uh I won't we we'll yeah. try not to harp on that, but uh, it's really a rough time here in the city of Chicago and everywhere else in the world. So I pray to the Linden Five but hey. Also, let's say also I want to say this too, uh, Josh. Uh, we're, we're dedicating the memory of today's show uh, to Linda Spiva, who yeah. is the mother of our good friend Nicholas. So to Linda Spiva, uh, we are dedicating this show in her memory. Yeah. So let's get to the business here. We don't have a lot of time before we hit our first commercial break. Uh, obviously, it was Thanksgiving this week, and uh, my bad, last week. And uh, Sean hey, didn't have any bowling adventures. Uh, Sean, uh, Bully comes back on Wednesday. Are you ready to redeem yourself? You know what? Sean Mann is on a mission. I am such on a mission to show the world and to show the people 
that I am going to bowl my living heart out, and I'm going to do so well with it that I've got a chance to get some strikes. The only thing that's going to be very, very, very hard is the fact that I have to walk into the bowling alley, and I've got two friends of mine who are Broncos fans that are going to give me heck because of last night's game. But we have to save it till we get there. Ouch! You're the one that chose to root for the New England Patriots. Hey, listen, you can't pick your family, right? But you can pick the teams you root for, and you chose to root for the New England Patriots. So guess what? Nobody yeah. feels sorry for you. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. We're we'll, we'll both champions, ladies and gentlemen. It couldn't get better yeah. than that. I just we'll, we'll, get to that game. we'll get to that game in the third hour. I mean, let, let's save our opinions on that boring game we saw last night, please. I but mean, I, come I, back. I know you're. I know. Yeah, I know. I know you're a Patriots fan, but calm your tits. Okay. Now, <laughs> but you know something. I, Said Wednesday, I'm making a comeback. I want some strikes. I want to have a good game and make a comeback because you know something? I deserve it. I am the most polite. I, I am the most polite young man on the face of the earth who has a good heart, has a God given talent, and is very proud of himself. Oh, God gave you talent. Hey, how about how about you not gloves? Nobody likes gloves. Anyway, I begged it differ about this. Oh, so we yeah. know. So we know about Sean's uh, Napoleon complex and his love for getting haircuts at Walmart. Now let's transition Whoa! to the big league. Frank Franco. Hey, don't try. I'm trying to get to something. First so of all, wait, wait. Wrinkle. Yep. The big one. That's I. That's yeah, oh, wait, big, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just confused here. I'm just confused here. God gave Sean, Sean talent? What talent did Sean get him? Certainly not that to bowl. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what talents you do have. Let's talk about Frank's John uh, Travolta complex. Now, if you've John ever Travolta seen complex. Frank Sprinkle, if you ever seen the big win in person, I have. I went to a Cubs. No, by that, we went to a Royal White Sox game with each other. Last yep. year at US Cellular Field, uh, you know, you know he was wearing a Bears jersey. Uh, yeah, he was wearing a Walter. I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing, but I was. But I, I, I've seen this man on camera before plenty of times, and um, you know it's kind of crazy. You know, I'm you not said, wait, you say I'm crazy? crazy. Can you two stop interrupting me? Jeez. You said I'm crazy. I haven't even said anything. I'm just sitting here. Frank, be quiet. Let him finish his All talk. right, I'm going to shut up. I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up. Um, anyway, uh, um, anytime I see Frank on Skype consoles, on uh, whatever, um, Frank would always, um, Always have sunglasses on. He would have a leather jacket on, a black leather jacket on. He had the sunglasses. He had the, the mug going on, the facial expression and all that. And I was like, well, what the hell is this? 
Is John Travolta evading our conference call? I'm not a fan of Greek Lightning, but Frank, you got to tell me what's going on, brother. Are you stuck in the 70s or are you in today's society? Dude, I thought the I thought that was the 50s. Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Just because I'm wearing a black leather jacket, let me ask you this. Do you see me in a jumpsuit and polyester? That would be the 70s yeah. still. Okay, so oh. I'm not stuck in the 70s. I you know admit. what? You know what, Frank? Do I do I sense and detect a little bit of a a little bit of grease lightning and a little bit of Saturday Night Fever and stuff like that too? Since we're talking John Travolta, oh grease lightning, oh grease lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. On that note, uh, on that note, we got a breaking uh, news alert. Uh, the Miami Dolphins just fired their offensive coordinator Bill Lazier. So, adios, Mr. Bill Lazer. They couldn't score any points yesterday. Hey, someone's going to get Before we head to uh, the commercial break, we've got two minutes here. Really quickly, you guys, how was you guys uh, Thanksgiving? Was, did you guys run over people on Black Friday? How was you guys weekend? Since you guys wanted the rest of the week off. Well, I'll go first. You know, I, I have to think about it and realize that, uh, you know, we talked about it on Tuesday before the show got over with. Thanksgiving was fabulous. You know, it's like, you know, the part you really like is you realize that you enjoy being with your family and friends. And you know what? Like I've always said, it's about being blessed for all you have. And it yeah. was wonderful. It wasn't just the football. I, you know, I always know when this time comes around, be thankful for everything you got. That's what Thanksgiving is about. Be blessed. Be yes. thankful. Realize right. that you live one life and you want to make make your life the best. And it feels like we're at, I'm achieving a lot and just being happy as I can be. And it was fantastic. Played games. Spent time with the family. You know, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. How was yours, Frank, for Thanksgiving? Well, but let's see. I had some delicious dinner. The desserts were awesome. And on top of that, the Bears won. I'm going to sell. We'll talk about that later. But it was an enjoyable Thanksgiving. It was kind of busy for me because I, of course, was texting the both of you. I was texting. Not interestingly, you were just part of my list here. You were a whole part of the community. I was texting an entire town, delivering thanks to people. But it was a very relaxing and blissful holiday, and certainly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Of the Bears Josh, how was yours? Mine was all right. Um, obviously, a lot of uh, bad stuff I mentioned before has been going on today, so it's been kind of a distraction. But um, as we'll get to these games later on, I have another reason why to be happy coming off Thanksgiving. With that said, we're going to be heading to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, uh, I'll transition and get into the NFL games. We'll start off with the Eagles and Lions. We'll talk about the Panthers and uh, the cowgirls, and we'll explain why Vegas is stupid. We'll be right back with Sports Five in just about five minutes here on Jack Journal Radio and JackJournal.com. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. 
talking about it. We won't just stand here in silence. Can't stop the fire from rising, rising. Whoa, people, don't you be afraid. So many innocents slain. This is an era for change. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. 
sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Drive, episode number 11 here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. My name is Josh Lopez. I'm a co-starter along with the big one, Frank Sprinkle, and gutter ball man, Sean Man. Here on a Monday, November 30th, the last day of November. You guys ready for Christmas season? No, uh, I'm sure I am. Let me uh, let me get some particulars out of the way before we move on to the NFL game. Uh, got our new uh, uh, ad promotioner here. Time to do a little script for you guys. <laughs> here we go. Why are English buying fish that are sold by hunting apparel companies? Ocean Vita is a true fishing apparel company focused on the coastal lifestyle. The clothing is designed specifically to handle the elements that anglers deal with on their fishing trips, such as staying dry, cool, and protected from the sun's harmful ultraviolet rays. Ocean Vita uses proven water-resistant technology, moisture-wisking fabric, strategic air ventilation, and high ultraviolet protection factors. All of these designs and color choices are reflective of the bright and relaxed coastal lifestyle. Order your Ocean Vita apparel today and use the Jock Journal Radio 20% off coupon code FISHJOCK. That's FISHJOCK with no space. It's just one word, FISHJOCK. Order online today at OceanVita.com. That's Vita, that is V-I-V-A.com. And get 20% off before the sale ends. Stay dry and cool when you're reeling in your next big fish. Now we're back here. Uh, Sean said he wanted to uh, send out a shout out, shout out to his friend. Go ahead. Well, uh, as we get on with our show, it is 7.22 a.m. Pacific time, which is 10.22 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, I'd like to send a shout out to the Phoenix VA chemo suite. Uh, I just want to offer my thoughts and prayers to them. Thank you all for out there for listening. And to one of my very special friends, I give her a shout out to my sister, Susanna Lee Fisher. She's a great friend of mine. Uh, Shout out to you and shout out to all the other people that are going through a difficult time for people that are battling uh, this situation. But that being said, yeah, with that, so our thoughts and prayers and we send out our shout outs to them. With that being said, we have to get on to the next priority, Josh, which means I throw it back to you with what, yeah, because we got to get into the NFL games. We had week number uh, 12 of the NFL. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's already about to be week 13 this Sunday. The season's already come to an end, and it feels like it just started. Um, yeah, starting on Thursday. There's a lot of games against you. We'll talk about the bears Packers game after this uh, second as well. But uh, let's start off with the Eagles at the Detroit Lions in Thanksgiving tradition at Ford Field, the home of WrestleMania 23 in 2007. Um, the Lions went 45-14 to 14 
And you know what this game symbolizes to me, gentlemen? It reminds me that the Eagles are the 2015 version of the Bears from last year. And why do I say that? Well, look what we have here. We've got a guy who's claimed and hyped to be an offensive guru, but only averages 17 points per game in Chip Kelly. The Eagles, like the Bears last year, have given up more than 40 points in two straight games. Not only to the Detroit Lions, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL earlier this year, but also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. So, with that said, somebody tell me how Chip Kelly is not the 2015 Mark Trestman. Please. Somebody disagree with me. I'm going to go first. Oh, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go first on this. You know, when when um, you think about this game, we have to look at a couple factors here. You know, Chip Kelly making bad decisions. I had the expectations that the Eagles would be a 13-3 and team. Apparently, that was not the case. When you look at the way this team has played, they have looked sloppy. They have no offense. Mark Sanchez is an interception machine. They, You know what? The Eagles didn't just get embarrassed. They got destroyed in this game by the Detroit Lions. And I'm telling you, maybe Detroit is the team that nobody wants to play. We all know, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lions are not going to make it to the playoffs. But look at the situation. The Eagles real I mean, not the Eagles, but the Lions realize, hey, we played spoiler against Green Bay. Hey, we played spoiler against Philadelphia. I'd watch out for Detroit totally for anybody who's trying to maybe get a higher seed in the playoffs or a team trying to contend in the wild card. I mean, props to the Detroit Lions because I tell you, when it has always come to Thanksgiving games, gentlemen, the Lions do show up and make things really interesting because they really want to win bad, especially in Detroit, Michigan on Thanksgiving since they've had that tradition of playing Thanksgiving games till 1934. I think Chip Kelly's going to get fired. I think he's gone after this year. Expectations were high. Now they're going sour for the Eagles. Go ahead, Frank. Go on. How do we not know Chip Kelly's already been fired already? The fact is, he's probably been fired already, just you don't know about it. The Eagles probably said we're not going to make the announcement official until Black Monday. Now, Josh, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. You are comparing this to the Mark Trustman regime of last year, correct? Correct. I would have to say this has got to be worse than the Mark Trustman regime. Because didn't Chip Kelly go out? Yeah, it was. Of course it's worse than the Mark Cressman regime. Didn't Chip Kelly go out and make these weird moves? Uh, let's see. They shipped away LaShawn McCoy to Buffalo. Uh, they brought in uh, DeMarco Murray. Uh, am I missing anything else? They got Sam Bradford. I mean, listen, there yeah, were that, a number that, of... That, that, that freaking Tim Tebow in the preseason. That, like, five or Tim Tebow, that's Hey, let me ask you this. How many Eagles fans were wishing for Tim Tebow in the second half on Thursday? (laughs) How many? I mean, Tim Tebow couldn't be worse than Mark Sanchez. You know what? I'm saying this. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you might as well be calling Tim Tebow right now. He can't be any bad than what you have in Philadelphia. So you know what? I'm going to say this. If, If the Philadelphia Eagles, call Tim Tebow, give him a shot. See what he can do the rest of the way because your season yeah. is a lame duck here. Boy, this was some pretty – you know what this remind me of this game? It, and I got it. sorry I got to use the Bears here. But this was 1997 yeah. when I think it was 55-20. to 20, the, the Lions won that game in the Pontiac Silverdome in which Barry Sanders ran moonshot 
over the Bears' defense, which was terrible that year. Well, then again, the Bears were terrible at all. This game, if Turkey didn't put you to sleep, then this game put you to sleep. Literally. I have one sound clip to describe this football game that we saw this past Thursday on CBS with the boring Phil Sims. No, this game was on Fox, actually, so Joe, Joe fucking trained me. Anyway, it doesn't make it any better. Before I play the sound clip, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I made a smart choice starting Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson on my fantasy team. Thank you very much for the point, you humps. Anyway, this game, this past Thursday, was utterly... That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How wow. dare you? How dare you say such a thing? How dare the NFL schedule that game? All right, we're moving on to the next game. Um, and, okay, for anybody that tells me that Vegas matters and you make your decisions on Super Bowl predictions or blah, 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 based on what the spreads are or what Vegas says, you, my friend, are Nimrod. How in anybody's blue mind can tell me how the Dallas Cowboys deserve to be favorite at home against the Panthers? And they got their ass kicked 33-14. Tony Romo is out for the rest of the year because he broke his collarbone again. Panthers are now 11-0. The Cowboys season is officially done, finally, as we predicted before the season started, unlike ESPN. Somebody tell me how Vegas is not stupid. There's, there's no sense that makes the, the Cowboys deserve to be favored against the team that was 10-0. No, I, I, think it's, it's, I, I think... Go ahead, go ahead, Sean. I think, though, too, Frank and Josh, that when you look at the way this game was played, uh, the, the experts from Vegas picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this game, that's just... <laughs> that shows me and tells me that, okay, they want to be biased toward the Cowboys because they do call them America's team. What we saw on Thursday afternoon for Thanksgiving afternoon was an example of just how disastrous this Dallas Cowboys season has been. You know, everybody's Cowboy fans are all happy. They go two and zero. They win the first two games and they beat uh, the Giants and they beat the Eagles in Week Two. Just since then, you know what? Just since then, everything has gone downhill for the Dallas Cowboys. When you look yeah, at it, okay, they lost. Yeah, they lost seven straight games. They win against Miami. Everybody's saying, oh, they're back to the winning ways. It's so amazing that everybody praises this team, yet they've only won one game, and then they come right back home and get humiliated on national television 30-6. to Reminds me of last year. Last year they played the Philadelphia Eagles. They got humiliated and blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles. So the way I look at this game, if I look at the fact that the Carolina Panthers, they are for real. They are the team that nobody needs, nobody should face because they've got so many weapons. Ron Rivera, you've got to give him props because Ron Rivera has been a guy that maybe has been under fire. Or you think about it, the Panthers were seven, eight, and one. Nobody knew what to expect from them at the beginning of the season. I'm happy for him. I'm happy. Oh my! Oh, you better believe it. You know, and, and then, gentlemen, if you go to the Dallas Cowboys, you look at mm-hmm. a team that really, really, really needs to be uh, – really needs to start preparing for 2016. Tony Romo out for the entire year. This Cowboys team, 
They are. They're finished. I had them picked. Hold I the remember hold before the, the season began at six and ten. Dallas is very <laughs> Dallas is very much likely to be a three, maybe three thirteen team, maybe four and twelve. Jerry Jones, you better start preparing for next year because the Cowboy, you know, because you thought that the Dallas Cowboys were going to get back to the Super Bowl and end their 20-year drought. Now it's going on 21 years next year. Frank, what was your thoughts on the Carolina-Dallas game, and what is your thoughts about Vegas being, like Josh said, stupid? Stupid? Wait, it's actually people that visit Vegas can be stupid. I mean, they they gamble away pretty much half their family's income. The people that go to Vegas are the ones that, stu- that are stupid here. It's not, it's not Vegas that's stupid. It's the people that visit Vegas that are stupid here. And anybody that listens to a betting line in Vegas, well, guess what? Stupid is as stupid does, and stupid does is you. Listen, the Carolina- <laughs> I want to talk about the Carolina Panthers here. Uh, if there's one game in which this could potentially end their undefeated season, it could be next Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, look, I understand New Orleans lost yesterday to uh, the Houston Texans. But this, yeah, how about that? It was sad, depressing. Um, they were People in New Orleans were eating their turduck. Well, actually, that's that's another turduck, and that's another Thanksgiving custom. They were eating their leftover turduckins and depressed and shamed. Listen, but the Saints are a team at home that plays very well. And the Carolina Panthers, beware. That's going to be that probably will be the game of the week in the NFL. Maybe Carolina and New Orleans next week. But as far as this game goes, how can you not love this Carolina Panther team? That defense is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the way they picked off Tony Romo, Cam Newton, the way he is showing a lot of energy. This and here's the thing too. You know what's odd about the Carolina Panthers? We're not talking about them as possibly being the best team in the NFC. That's a tough one between them and Arizona. Who's the best team? I don't know. I mean, Carolina, they're 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 trouncing opponents. I mean, look what they did to the Redskins. The Cowboys, they blew them away into the wind. But I'm going to say this about the Dallas Cowboys. It's been 21 years since they've done anything of, of, of interest. I, I bet yeah. you guys this. Jason Garrett is good. Jason Garrett's out at the end of the season. I bet you that's what's going to happen. What do you think? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I think he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I, I think he's done. I mean, there's no point of talking about the Cowgirls anymore. I don't care what Skip Bayless says. He's a nimrod. He doesn't know what he's talking about. With that said, uh, you mentioned best team in the NFC. I know one team that's not the best team in the NFC, and that's the Green Bay Packers. And we'll explain why coming up next to the sports side. But before we head into the commercial break, we'll have our first update of the day by Sean Mans and his story man. Go ahead, buddy. All right, thank you, Josh, and thank you, Frank. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Drive on Monday, November 30th, 2015. It's 10.34 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 7.34 a.m. on the West. Let's get everybody caught up on what's going on right now in the NBA. The big storyline that we'll be talking about later, Kobe Bryant has announced that he will retire after the 2015-2016 season. Uh, the games from last night in the National Basketball Association, Hornets over the Bucks, 87-82, Clippers 107, Timberwolves 99, Nets 87, Pistons 83, the Magic 110, Celtics 91, Suns 107, Grizzlies 92, 76ers, they remain winless, they 84, 
the Rockets in overtime over the Knicks, 116-111. to 111. And lastly, the Pacers beating the Lakers, 107-103. to 103. Moving to tonight's games in the NBA, Rockets at the Pistons, Celtics at the Heat, Thunder at Hawks, Spurs at Bulls, Nuggets, they are taking on the Bucks, Warriors at Jazz, Mavericks at Kings, and lastly, it'll be the Trailblazers taking on the L.A. Clippers. In the NHL, here's the action that we've got for tonight. There are four games on tap. It'll be the Avalanche at the Islanders, Hurricanes at the Rangers, Oilers at Maple Leafs, and lastly, the Canucks are taking on the Ducks. With that being said, I am Sean Mann for the first update of the day for Sports Drive. We're going to run to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Green Bay-Chicago game on Thanksgiving night. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. It's five o'clock in the morning. Conversation got boring. You said you'd go into bed soon. So I snuck off to your bedroom. And I thought I'd just wait there. In the morning, and I want you, and you want me, don't you? I can see it, cause you've been waiting on me since I said that I was sitting in the club. Love me coming up on me, and I know you be getting so horny, cause you be sending me texts, like boy, just get your ass up in that car and come get all of this love. She already said if I don't come on time, she might go crazy And she'll be waiting on me naked with one of my chains on She might come and find me, oh, and then ask me kindly, oh Do I want her to go crazy? We do this every night and then we always wake up singing the same song
But the t-shirt that I left over your house the last time I came and put it on ya Too many thirsty girls up in this club for me to leave here with one of them That's why I call her And you'll be right at home waiting for me iPhone plugged in the wall just waiting for me Club closed at 6, left around 4.30 yeah, So by the time I'm at your crib it's 5 o'clock in the morning And you yawning But I've been drinking all night and I feel like performing With you in the bedroom Floor to the dresser The one, nothing less Cause I'm sure you're the best You're the one, so I let you That's how you show me love And when we finish, you like, damn, babe, you woke me up I love the way you put it down Like it's about the bus The sun ain't the only thing that's coming up It's 5 o'clock in the morning Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Drive here on Star Turtle Radio, our first three-hour show. Hope you guys have a good time here on November 30th, 2015. We have open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602 602- Seven five three one seven four three. Josh Lopez alongside Frank Sprinkle and Sean Man, Story Man. So again, top of the hour will be getting be Bayless back shower for uh, our our final show of November. By the way, I want to give a special shout out to everybody that's been checking out our show so far these past three weeks. You know, for a start show, I thought at best we'd have like thirty listeners throughout the month. So I'm glad to report we're almost at four hundred listeners. So far, and that's thanks to all of you guys that take the time to check out the show. Where uh, friends from social media, Sean Mann's friends, uh, anybody that takes time to check out our sports show, we really appreciate it. We're trying to bring something new to sports talk radio, and I think the platform that we can have fun, uh, not be afraid to share our opinion like we will in this next segment. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to thank everybody for checking out the sports drive the last three weeks. More room on the cult. More room to join our cult. Yes. On that note, let's get into what I thought was the most funniest game of the week. It was the Chicago Bears beating Green Bay Packers clean, 17 to 13. No excuses, no boo-boo injuries, no referee shenanigans. James Hunter. <laughs> You know what? I, I didn't watch the game on Thursday night. I was Shame like, on you. hey, it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> but to see the highlights and maybe. to see the Bears, you, you know what? To see the Packers lose this game doesn't maybe surprise me because Green Bay, okay, they beat Minnesota. Everybody thinks, oh, they're back to normal. The Packers will get going. Green Bay's got a problem. Packers have got a serious problem. And you know what? If Green Bay decides to fail and not make the playoffs, yeah, Mike McCarthy will be out as coach of the Packers. He will be out because Green Bay was expected to be good this year. They got off to a great 6-0 and start, gentlemen. They were rolling. They were, And then 
and they went to Denver and something hit them. You know, Aaron Rodgers had 77 yards in that game against the uh, against the Denver Broncos, and then they just again don't know what's happening. Then they lose to Detroit. They beat a, they lose to a Lions team that they should have defeated. Uh, then they uh, had lost to drop them to six and three. Now they're seven and four. They're sitting one game, and we'll talk about this game too behind the very impressive Minnesota Vikings. But we'll get to the Vikings in a sec because this is the game we're talking about, and we're talking about a Bears team that really needed this game to keep their slight NFC wildcard playoff hopes alive. The key for the Bears, though, too, is to win the rest of the way. You realize that you need to get to be 10-6 and six or maybe 9-7 and seven to barely have a chance to get in the playoffs. And, Josh, I know very well, bud, from what you've said, that you have been very impressed with what John Fox has brought to that Chicago Bears team. And for the Packers, uh, you ruined it for Brett Favre. Big deal. You still have to win. But, Josh, like I said, the Bears have a lot to be proud about. And you know what? They could have easily beat Denver. Chicago would have been maybe, what are we talking about, maybe 6-5? and five? I mean, I mean, they're right there. They're right in the thick of this NFC wild card play, uh, of the playoffs. Let's move to you, Frank. Your thoughts on the Bears upsetting the Packers in Lambeau Field. Well, the Bears are 5-6, and six, and as far as this upset goes, listen, this was better than any Thanksgiving dinner I've ever had in my life. And I'm just, I'm just surprised, listen, I'm just surprised that half of the town of Green Bay is still alive physically. I'm surprised half of the citizens of Green Bay are still alive because they were probably choking on a bunch of turkey bones after seeing what happened on Thursday. So the fact that half of everybody is of everybody in Green Bay is alive uh, – I'm surprised. But to go in on Brett Favre night, and by the way, I just want to say that it was nice to see the embrace. My favorite part of the game outside of the Bears winning, of course, seeing the halftime with Brett Favre was him and Bart Starr. Did you guys see that? With Bart Starr, he's had a stroke, a heart attack. The guys had health problems. Yeah. He was carted onto the field. And him and Brett Favre gave each other a big embrace. You know what? That's a photo that you're going to be seeing 50 years from now. Guys, I got to tell you, John Fox, boy, what a what life this Bears team has. Now, as far as the playoffs go, Sean, uh, Sean, you were mentioning the Bears have to win out. That's the only way they're going to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to lose any game. Can they get in the playoffs at 9-7? and seven? Maybe. I don't think the odds are that good of getting into the playoffs 9-7. and seven. But I'm going to say this. The realistic goal is for me. As much as I would love to see the Bears in the playoffs, even if there's no playoffs, just go 8-8. Eight and eight. Just don't have a losing record. Eight and eight would be a huge celebration within itself. And the Green Bay Packers, wait, I can't believe we're talking about how bad the Packers are. Aren't they seven and four? Seven wins and four losses, and we're talking about how bad the Green Bay Packers are. I'm going to say this. If there was a gift given on Thursday night, it was actually to the Minnesota Vikings because all they had to do was go into Atlanta, win, and they're in first place, and that's what they are right now. But the Green Bay Packers, go ahead. Before we get to you, Josh, would you guys be shocked if Mike McCarthy got fired? Like, suppose the Packers season ends in a very big disappointment. Would you both be surprised by that to see Mike McCarthy get fired? No, after I, all? no I, I would not be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised because Mark, Mike McCarthy has done anything in five years. Oh, big deal. You're in the NFC Championship game last year. You haven't won a Super Bowl in five years. What has he done for the late? 
Well, that's a huge accomplishment, uh, Josh, winning a Super Bowl, because look at this way. There'll be coaches in between. Okay, he won a Super Bowl, but that was five years ago. That's my point. I know, but it was lately. That's a great accomplishment. I mean, considering you had Ray Rhodes up there in Green Bay, uh, you had uh, Mike Sherman up there in Green Bay. I mean, coaches that just didn't pan out. Uh, Look, I don't think he's going to be fired unless the Packers lose out. If the Packers lose out, then he'll be fired. I just don't see that happening. But I think he'll be back on this condition because him and Aaron Rodgers have a tremendous working relationship. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will have some say, and Mike McCarthy is back next year. If Mike McCarthy's fired, that would shock me. Shock me to the point where I would probably be on the floor, on the floor dead. Josh? I'd be shocked. That's on the Bears, Josh. Well, he loved it. Um, so did I. Well, obviously, this Packers season is summed up as the way I expected it to be because people, uh, people like to call me naive and delusional. I, I saw right. this coming a mile away. I saw the season coming a mile away when it came to the Packers season. And, yeah, you can make excuses about, oh, they would be so much better if Jordy Nelson was there. Well, if Jordy Nelson was there, then, yeah, they would be But at the end of the day, it's sports. Injuries happen. Next man up. Injuries happen. Get over it. And, honestly, I'm not impressed by the Packers whatsoever. Their defense is hit and miss here and there. Okay, they have one goal victory, and, oh, everything's in balance. Oh, they're going to be back to where they are. They lost four of their last five games. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they lost at home to the Lions and Bears. So this whole hysteria about, oh, they're playing at Lambeau Field, that's a guaranteed victory. It's BS because even San Diego plays up tough. And San Diego's 3-8. And, and you know what? I, 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 get, I get it. Aaron Rodgers has great set every year. I get it. Blah, 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 blah. Good quarterback, whatever. But he's not an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks don't lose at home to teams that are under 500 back to back. They lost to the Lions. I don't care what anybody imagine, says. Could you imagine <laughs> if the Lions lose, if the Lions beat the Packers, how devastating that's going to be for the Packers? It will be. I, I guarantee you. If the Lions I, lose I on the Packers, that, that, that's going to be. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions beat the Packers on Thursday. If the Lions are on a roll, uh, on a roll, especially at home. Hey, I mean, what's there? You got a, a fat bastard in Eddie Lacy who runs, tries to run, with no success. Offensive line is hurt. You've seen Bulaga get injured. He's going to be out for a while on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, look, the Packers are not what they, everybody makes them out to be. Stephen A. Smith, I know, you have a, you have a diehard for he has a blowhard for Aaron Rodgers, but if he's the GOAT, the Packers are not 7-4. And, and by the way, the Packers are not the best team in the NFC. I knew that. Thank you for telling me something yeah. I already knew. You know, I, I agree with Josh about this. And, and, Frank, I understand what you're saying about what Rodgers has done to get them to the postseason. Okay, give him props. But Josh has a point. What has he done lately? Look, he won the Super Bowl in 2010. 2011, the Packers were the team that were very, very good that year, but then they got trounced, trounced and destroyed by the New York Giants, 37-20. to 20. They, Aaron Rodgers had, I'll never forget that, one of the worst playoff games ever in January of 2012. 
They played against San Francisco. They lost, I believe it was the wild card game. And even then the NFC championship and then the epic choke that they had up in Seattle, which really had a lot of people rocking because I live only five ways, five hours away from Seattle. So I have to agree with Josh that it is a major thing that Green Bay is not being clutch. And I agree, too, with what Josh is saying. I would not be surprised if Detroit not only beats Green Bay not once but twice and sweeps them in the season series. That's why I'm saying Detroit is a team that everybody needs to take seriously because the Lions know they're not going to the playoffs, but they know that they can be the team that wants to finish up strong beat the teams that are trying to get into the playoffs and beat the teams that are already in, but beat, knock them maybe uh, out of seeding because the seeds are important. I mean, we're, it's, it's crunch time, gentlemen. We're getting to the point where November's coming to an end. Then we're getting in the month of December, and then this is the big key point because then every team that's in a playoff race is trying to fight hard to get a big playoff seat or maybe try to get in as a wild card. The Packers are – in trouble, and if Aaron Rodgers can't be the, guy, the the future of the team, maybe it's time for the Packers to maybe look at another quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is not – he is becoming – he's underachieving in the clutch if it's season or in the playoffs. That's the point. So you got to look, look, look where the NFL is at this year because okay, go ahead. Go ahead. before the – Where's the echo coming from? I don't hear it. Yeah, I'm here. I don't hear the echo. I'm hearing the echo on yours. I'm hearing the echo every time I talk. Wait, I'm hearing the echo now, so proceed, proceed. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk whatever stupidity you were talking about. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, it's kind of odd. The season, uh, before the season started, everybody thought, oh, it's going to be a full-sale Colts versus Packers or Broncos versus Packers. Everybody's dead set with the Packers being in the Super Bowl because, oh, it's the Vince Lombardi trophy. It's Super Bowl 50, so it makes sense that the Packers would be in the Super no, Bowl because they were the NFC Championship game last year. It's the truth. That's what people feel about that. And well, people what, my are last thinking point like, on this, be sane. My last point on this before we get to the break, look, I don't care what anybody says. The NFL is not. You can't. You can't. You can't predict the NFL. You can't. You could try. You could come up with your philosophies and theories, but at the end of the day, you can't predict the game of football. You can't. I don't care what ESPN says. I don't care what CBS says. No, there's no certainty with any NFL team. Look at the New England Patriots, as we'll talk about in the third hour. And, we'll, and on that note, we're going to wrap up the first hour here of the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. We're going to head to break right now. Uh, when we come back, um, we'll begin the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour with our friend and colleague uh, Brian Snow from the Arena Sports Network. And uh, we'll have some more fun here on the Sports Drive right here on Jock Journal Radio. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 
1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. With one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. I mentioned inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com welcome back to the sports drive where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck it is time for the skippy bayless bash skip bayless talks crap all day long and now it is our turn 
We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. Hey, shout out to all those truckers listening to our show right now. This is for you guys. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Stockton Radio. I'm sorry for the echo, but it seems like somebody, I don't know who it is, having it playing the show right now while the show is going on. Not me. Um, anyway, this is, this is one of the funnest segments in Sports Talk Radio. This is called the Skippy Bayless Batch Hour. Before we get to Batch Hour, um, let's, let me introduce our friend and colleague, Brian Snow. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Now let's get to bashing. And the shocking. That too. And the torture. And being right. As always. <laughs> all right, Humpy. I'll tell you what. Hey, Sean, we got to get Sean in the yeah. bullpen up here. Well, sorry, we have to let Sean go really quick because he was having an echo. He's going to call it through his phone. Uh, anyway, oh, he's, uh, he's the one torturing us, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brian, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? It's nice to hear from you. I had a, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I had a chance to spend it with some friends and some family. Ate a lot. I watched Carolina beat the hell out of Dallas like we all said they would. <laughs> That was great. That made my weekend. Yeah, I just thought it was tough. With, with Tony Romo now being injured, does that mean he could go back to baking crownies now? Yeah. If he knows how. I guess. I guess. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. You know, I got to say, like we mentioned before, um, I just want to thank everybody for checking out the sports drive so far. Uh, you know, to have already almost 400 listeners in our first month of programming is pretty awesome, to say the least. Yes, it I is. I know the show will grow a lot, uh, and um, I'm glad we're glad to have Brian be part of the game here. Uh, Brian knows definitely; he definitely knows what he's talking about, and I learned a lot from my sports broadcasting and from him. And I'm very grateful for him to be part of the game here on the sports drive. Nice well, I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to y'all for letting me be. A part, uh, a part of this, and and Josh, I love you, brother. You're doing some great things. The rest of the team, y'all are going to do some great things. I mean it from the heart. A snowman's appreciative. Well, thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate. We're going to be dominating the world before you know it. You better believe Johnny, it. Johnny, back there, buddy. Yeah, everybody, every, everybody wants to rule the world. But somebody <laughs> cut him off, please. Somebody, holy, <laughs> please, Josh, cut him hey, off. I don't want to hear that again. Hey, Frank, a little bit of tears for fears. Nineteen eighty-five. Come on now. Okay, hey, dude, that would have me. Here you, Sean. 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 You need yeah, to be singing that song ahead. for what happened to the. You, Sean, uh, I, this is the only shot I'll take. You need to be singing that song for what happened to the Patriots in overtime last night. Oh. There you go. 
You know, you know what? what? Like I said, that's you know the what? only shot. That's the only shot amongst the teammates that I'll take. It was one hell of a game last night, but I my favorite remains. No man, you know what? I don't need it right now. Uh, I lost the bet. <laughs> I lost the bet, and I have to go to the bowling alley on Wednesday to go bowl with some friends of mine who are Bronco fans. Oh God! <laughs> hey, it's already. Oh yeah, let's hear that because it's so already. Please. All right, I'm sure. ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, as we are back from Thanksgiving, it is the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. (laughs) Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. Now, hopefully, we're going to actually begin the bash hour with some, without any random obscurity 80s references or soliloquies <laughs> by the freaking peanut gallery here. Jesus. <laughs> we're the bad somebody, not soliloquies. Okay. Anyway, let's bash the master of soliloquies. Uh, Scoopy Bell said that mine. We begin Uh-oh. the torture, do we? He doesn't uh, work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys broke my heart, and it's going to be a long offseason for one good Bayless. For once, he's telling the <laughs> truth. Broke <laughs> his heart. What? Is he, was he crying? Oh, yeah. Snowman, it's yours, buddy. Floor is yours on that quote. For once, he spoke the truth for the first time in the years that he's been spitting out ridiculous quotes and ridiculous soliloquies. He spoke the truth about it being a long off season. Let me add That's two correct. addendums to that. Number one, it's been a long ten off seasons, including the playoff appearances. And second, Tony Romo is still the man in Dallas. What is wrong with this picture? I rest my case. Um, the fact that, I can say this, the fact that the Dallas Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995 and the misery continues to endear for Cowboy fans who are itching to be America's team again, where they've won five Super Bowls, yeah. and that's what they can always talk about. Sure. Um, anyway, break, break. Before, we get to, before, before we get to Frank, uh, we have a breaking news story. The Panthers is time. Yeah, we, the Panthers signed a veteran cornerback, Cortland Finnegan, to bolster their secondary. So Cortland Finnegan is now just signed with the Carolina Panthers, as if their defense hmm. needed any other players. Uh, Carolina wants to load up. They know that they've got so much talent, and they're a team nobody needs to can't mess with. They're tough. What? Finally, Cortland yeah. Finnegan is going to be playing for uh, for a good team. Actually, an unbelievable team. Years in Tennessee, was with the Rams, with the Dolphins. He was with teams that were bad. Guess what? Cortland Finnegan, you should be blessed. You're going to a Super Bowl contender at Lawn Lamb. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. He deserves the opportunity. He deserves the chance, and now he's mm-hmm. got it. Skippy Bellis said that mine. Oh, No. <laughs> Gibby Bale said there's a lot of similarities between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Both teams are in disarray. 
I'm not going to argue with that, and I'm a 49er fan. Here's the difference. Wow. At least the 49ers have won. I'm not, no, I can't, I call it like I see it. Josh, you know me. The 49ers are in disarray. Period. Given. Fact. 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 The 49ers are in disarray. The Philadelphia 76ers, we don't even have to describe that. But it's a, as unfortunate as it is as the as it is that the Forty Niners are in disarray. It's a good thing they're in disarray now, and they actually get they actually yeah. got folks in place that'll find out what the problem is and work toward solving it. The Philadelphia Seventy Sixers are a whole different story. So we're uh, two for two for people agreeing. We're two for two for people agreeing with Skip Bayless. Let's see if this next you know, uh, changes you, you each know other's minds. You know what? Before you get to the next quote, I'll say about this. If I was a Philadelphia 76ers fan and I had season tickets, I'd sell them and get rid of them. You're 0 and 18. Yep. Oh, God. You know, it's, it's disastrous. Buck. Yeah, for what, a buck? Yeah, hey, hey Frank. Yeah, hey, hey, Frank. Hey, hey, Frank, if you and I were 76er fans and I had season tickets, yeah, Frank, here, here's the tickets for you. Go buy them that and go buy yourself a beer and a hot dog and give me a buck. <laughs> <laughs> beer and a hot dog would actually cost more than the tickets because the entire 76er season is worth a buck. Hey, Josh, what would you do with those season tickets if you were a Philadelphia 76ers fan? He'd sell them. Uh, I'll pass it along to the bum or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, that go to the game. You like that snowman? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Three hours of more Hey, the kids learned from me. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, then, what do you do? Uh, Listen, I would advise, advise the kids not to learn from me. <laughs> right, next, Skippy quote. <laughs> Next one, please. Skippy Bayless said that he should be the new commissioner of the NFL after what he saw last night between the Broncos and the Patriots. Hold on, oh, time out. Hold on, just hold the ball. Stop. Penalty flag on the field. Uh, yeah, let snowman speak. No man. He should be. He, he should Sean, be the new commissioner run. of the NFL. Really? Yeah. It's bad enough. Roger Goodell's mm-hmm. in place, but if Skip Bayless. If Skip Bayless was the commissioner of the NFL, every other team would become somewhat like the Dallas Cowboys. In disarray, minus a quarterback, minus some receivers, not to mention the television coverage would go through the roof as if it isn't right now. It would be worse with Skip Bayless. The radio coverage would disappear because he doesn't like radio. That's already been proven. And plus, he would bring teams from other leagues into – the into the NFL just to watch, and every Super Bowl would be held at Jerry World. And nobody wants to see a Super Bowl at Jerry World after what happened the first time it was there. Yeah, it was 103,000 people, but it was cold, it was freezing, it was raining, and you got people that couldn't see the doggone thing. If Skip Bayless was the commissioner of the NFL <laughs> to say that the 49ers would be in disarray, the entire NFL would be in disarray. And I dropped the microphone. You know what? Hey, Frank. What is it, Sean? Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. How about you? Your thoughts, Commissioner Skip Bayless of the NFL? 
Okay, Brian Snow made uh, our friend Brian Snow just made some interesting points, but I'm gonna go five steps above Brian Snow here. At the Super Bowl being Jerry World, don't you get the sense that the NFL would be rigged so the Dallas Cowboys would go sixteen and zero and be in the Super Bowl every year? The NFL would think? be rigged. Dude, every year we would have Patriots Cowboys Super Bowl. Oh God, that's true. But I, I have to say this. Skip Bayless beca- would become an NFL commissioner. This league would be screwed, and I think the league's would, already it would favor the, the league would be the league is already screwed because the officials are already missing calls and stuff because they can't. Maybe Frank is right, and we need replacement officials. But we know what happened. Three, we know what happened three years ago, gentlemen. Can't be any worse than what I'm seeing yeah, now. Yeah, Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, the fail Mary, okay, Ryan. Yeah, fail Mary uh, in Seattle. Which, you, if you think about it, fellas, that's the play that has spurred Seattle into where they are. A messed up call. I rest my case. Can't be bail said that, Mike. Oh, no. Skippy Bale said that my Minnesota Vikings will beat my. Oh no! Seattle Seahawks yeah. this Sunday. They, they probably will. I'll agree with Skip Bayless on that. But hold on! Oh, I, hold it! Time out! Just a second! Just a bleeping minute here. Yeah, okay, so he says my Minnesota Vikings will beat yep, my Seattle. What the heck is the matter with you, Skip Bayless? Now that you oh yeah oh okay because the Vikings are winning and he's got to go for the winning organizations. Cripes Almighty! I could just oh give me give me an aspirin here. What do you think of that? What do you think of that snowman? Oh, I need a pill. <laughs> All right, Skip Bayless claiming the Minnesota Vikings. <clears throat> Because they're actually doing something the Cowboys will never do again, which is win. Okay. One of my favorite play-by-play announcers is Paul Allen. He is the radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings. He calls it the way he sees it. He calls out six. He calls out phonies. If Skip Bayless were to take a step anywhere toward TCF Bank Stadium or U.S. Bank Stadium, the new Vikings home, not only will Paul Allen meet him, but the Vikings offensive line would meet him, beat him up, tie him up, and hang him from the top of U.S. Bank Stadium. Next. <laughs> Did you just have a question? Oh, gosh. He oh. Never... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. He says that my Washington Redskins made me proud as they beat the Giants. 20-14 yesterday at Landover Field. Oh, my. For the Washington Redskins. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, Cowboys fans. Hey, hey, hold up, guys. You guys keep cutting into each other. We have to go one at a time. Okay. It's not the, uh, the wild hyenas here. <laughs> I will step out of the way. I am. I apologize. All right, who wants to go first on this? I'm, uh, I am. Holy cripes. Okay. My Washington Red. Oh, yeah, because they won one puny little game, but now they're your 
Washington Redskins, good grief, Skip Bayless. Get yourself a life. Get out of journalism, you bum. Don't step into right, Dallas Frank. anymore, I'll tell you that. Hey, you know what? If they're going to consider the Redskins my, don't step into Dallas anymore because well, Dallas, they're going to hate you. How could you call the Redskins my when, the, when you're a coward? Dude, Dallas, you know what? There's going to be a dead or alive poster of Skip Bayless throughout all over Dallas. Just wait. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I'm hoping from now on, Josh, to make things easy, I think from now on, I will go last when we do the Skip Bayless right. Dash Hour, just to, just, just to make it easier. And again, I apologize. I apologize, but some of the quotes that you spit out that he said, you know, we can't help but jump all over it. But to round this up, okay, Tom Landry did a commercial, I believe, for American Express back in the 80s, mm-hmm. where he said the following, and I think this would apply to Skip Bayless if he's claiming the Washington Redskins. He would, he, uh, Landry said something to the tune of, you have to be careful because you never know when you're going to be surrounded by Redskins. <laughs> now let me say this before we get to the next quote. I'm fine if you guys want to uh, get upset or whatever, but the only time I'll let somebody come in and go first is if Snowman says get out of the way. That's the only exception. Deal. Because I, Deal. I, I once because one thing I can't even tell who's talking at the same time. It sounds like a bunch of hyenas trying to get some food or something when you guys all speak at the same time. <laughs> we need to have yeah, some yeah. balance here. We're a bunch of victims. You, right? okay. you got it. You got it. I understand, buddy. Gibby Bales said that Floyd Mayweather would knock out Muhammad Ali. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. I don't want to be in all the way. Y'all get out of the way. I want to live. That's why I'm getting out of the way. Floyd Mayweather would knock out Muhammad Ali When was this ridiculousness uttered? Uh, His last fight That would have been the Mayweather That would have been the Pacquiao fight Alright, I'll make one statement Muhammad Ali would hit him so hard Not only would would his mouth bleed But his liver would bleed Floyd Mayweather wouldn't even get a punch on him Next That would, even, that would be worse. That would be worse than the Pacquiao fight. And the Pacquiao fight was another bore. You think Pacquiao, the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, was not worth watching? This fight would only last, uh, I don't know, how many? What if say forty-five seconds? Yeah, forty-five <laughs> seconds, and it's good night, Floyd. Give me bail said the knife. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> Mike Cleveland Cavaliers will run circles and break the Golden State Warriors' undefeated record. Hell no. Uh, I'm going first. Hell no. Get out of the way. I want to live. That's why I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, sure, I do want to live. But, but the, hey, I want to I live, too. Cleveland would run circles around Golden State's undefeated record. 
first they have to run circles yeah. around each other and find out who's going to get the ball first, who's going to score yeah, exactly. first, who's actually going to be a teammate, who's actually going to be the coach, who's actually going to play their position correctly. Because as long as you have LeBron James and Kevin Love on your team, it'll never get figured out. And as long as David Brett's the coach, they will find some way by default to keep themselves competitive. Period. The Golden State Warriors are a team. They know who's in charge. They play their position. They know who's the leader. They know who's the captain. And that's why they defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers in six games last June. Period. I was going to go. I want to go next on this. Skip Bayless. Look at the records, okay? Look at the records and see where Golden State is. Okay, they're 18-0. and 0. Cleveland, look at their record and see what they are. I rest my case because, okay, uh, the Warriors beat the Cavaliers in six games, you dumb, stupid moron. Why don't you look at the stinking facts and look at how great the Warriors are right now? Nobody appears to beat them. Everybody who tries to beat them can't beat them because they're a young team. they got so much talent. So, shit, Skip Bayless. i gotta say this. I got to say this about the Golden State Warriors. It definitely shows you how light yours of maturity they are ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. because they they went deep into the season, obviously, winning the NBA championship. And some people are going to think, okay, there's going to be a championship hangover. Well, for them to put together the incredible start of the goose egg in the right side of the column, that just shows me uh, how mature this team is. My goodness. I couldn't – and not to mention, too, they don't have Indeed. their head coach. They don't need coaching. They don't need coaching. All right. I guess we got Bell <laughs> on the way. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, he, he talks on both sides out of his ass. I mean, <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else is new? Stupidity. Nothing changes. Um, that ain't, ain't going to change anytime soon. <laughs> hey, next go. Next go. Yeah. Next go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Next one. Uh, um, Jimmy Bayless said that Tony Romo is unfairly scrutinized and he's way better than the overrated Aaron Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> hell no. I'm stepping out of the way because I want y'all to go first because when I come in, from, I'm going to go last on this one. But okay. y'all heard my reaction. Go ahead. Oh, oh, hell no. thoughts about this. All right, I, listen, I wanna I'm going to hear- make my thoughts brief because this is all I got to say. If I look at Aaron Rodgers, I see a Super Bowl ring. If I look at Tony Romo's fingers, I see nothing but bare knuckles. Bare knuckles. Where's your Super Bowl ring? Why am I looking at bare knuckles when I'm looking at Tony Romo? Uh, I'll go next before we get snow, before we clear the door for snowman. Uh, Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I reckon this. I reckon that. I reckon that. Mr. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl there, ladies and gentlemen. And we know that, sure, Aaron Rodgers hasn't done a worth a hill of beans in the last five years, but at least he gets the Packers to the playoffs every year and he wins playoff games. Tony Romo has only won two playoff games. And, Skip Bayless, need I say to you that who was it that lost in the NFC Divisional round back in January between Dallas and Green Bay? It was Dallas, and Tony Romo lost to Aaron Rodgers. Need I say more? Moving That's on true. to Snowman. Moving to Snowman. I want to hear what the Snowman says. 
Bare knuckles. Mr. Bayless, your own partner on that show called Aaron Rodgers something Tony Romo will never be. That's a bad man. Let me go one step further. You heard the comparison my colleagues made. Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl title, not to mention a Super Bowl MVP. Tony Romo has bare knuckles and a bare trophy chest. Dallas lost to Green Bay in Green Bay, which means Aaron Rodgers has a has a win over Tony Romo. You know how the Tony Romo era began with a fumbled snap in Seattle. That is what will identify him. That is what will become his trademark. And until Tony Romo actually decides to put in Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman like minutes and learn to be a quarterback instead of a prima donna trying to play quarterback, Aaron Rodgers will be where he is and Tony Romo will want to be where Aaron Rodgers is. Period. <laughs> Josh, let's get to you. Your thoughts about that Skippy quote, Josh. Okay. Um, well, I think both quarterbacks are overrated, so honestly, I can give a flying fake news about the Skippy Bale's quote. <laughs> yeah, but Rogers has a Super Bowl. Well, well, big deal. He played against a Steelers defense that deserved to be in a retirement home. Hey, oh, Bill, he so won championships still. I don't, dude, I don't care who he faces. <laughs> I don't give two fig Newtons of of who the defense was in the Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers played. I got to plagiarize you, buddy. Uh, And apparently, Um, Skip Bayless doesn't give give two cents about anybody else playing quarterback save Tony Romo. Or Johnny Manziel, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, Skip Bayless said that Martin. Give me Bayless Paul Canerco is not worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Say that again, Josh. What was that Skippy quote? Oh, hell no. Skippy Bayless said that Paul Canerco, the former Chicago White Sox player, is not worthy of being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. (laughs) You're just saying that to get get your chops. Hell no. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. You don't, 
don't that you don't think that Paul Konerko, with everything that he's put together, isn't worthy of a hall call? Let me throw one stat that no one has ever done since then. Mm-hmm. In 2005, he, David Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez were the only three players, and I'm going to have to fully research this, but this is what I heard on a baseball call, with back-to-back 40 home run seasons. And, oh, by the way, that 40 home run season produced a division title, produced a, a league championship, and produced a world championship. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what is I'll go, I'll go. I don't think Paul Kidderko, to him, that doesn't matter about the Hall of Famer, what Skip Bayless has to say. Listen, he's already made his impact on the White Sox. And this is not just Skip Bayless, but I think – uh, it's safe to say that the White Sox just don't get a lot of respect. Okay, Frank Thomas, Hall of Famer, deservingly so. And where the White Sox had in Cooperstown. Okay, see, but that's the thing, Josh. I mean, listen, I don't know if you agree here, but the White Sox, lack of respect among people across the country? That pisses me <laughs> off. Go for that's it, Josh. Go for it. Come on, let's hear you. Oh, You're the White God. Sox fan. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You, you, you oh, boy. <laughs> you run Clear it. the floor. Watch out for Josh. Clear the floor. Skip Bayless. Let me remind you that you're on ES for a reason, not SportsCenter, not ESPN. <laughs> Hell, you're not even on ESPN News. Hell, it seems at the point that ESPN Radio doesn't even want you to have your own radio show because you talk out of your ass. You, one day you tell us you're a Boston Red Sox fan. The next you're going to tell us you're a New York Yankees fan. Some, tell me if you know anything about baseball. When you said over the past five months that you thought that Ted Williams was overrated, you told us that Willie Mays did not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You said that Barry Bonds was a joke. You said, what was it, that Frank Thomas should be tested for steroids and that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, now Paul Canerco? Oh, boy. my ass. I feel sorry for Stephen A. And every time I hear something that comes out of Skip Bale's mouth, I play this. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How wow. dare you? How dare you say such a thing? How dare you Paul torch Kinerko the people is one of the, Paul Kinerko is one of the most underrated Players in all the sports. I'm not even, I'm not even including just baseball. And talk about him being a leader, too. Okay, big deal. He's not a big-time talker, but you lead by example. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the, oh, the fiery coach that has a heart attack after every game he loses. I'm tired of the loudmouth players in sideline who are portrayed as leaders because they run their mouth like freaking Nimrod, like Des Bryant. That's not a leader. I'd rather have a leader at least by example, and that would signify Paul Canerco. You, Thank like you. you know nothing about baseball. Let's vote Paul Canerco for president, Bravo. shall we? Bravo, Josh Lopez. Bravo. Hey, I invite uh, you guys ready for a wrestling club? Wait, before we go on, I, oh, I want to hear that one, but I invite Skip Bayless to go to a White Sox game next year. The only problem is if he does go to a White Sox game, he won't make it out of U.S. Cellular Field alive. 
that's funny. It's going to go on the pitch to PK. Swing it along on the left. It's going to go. It's a slam. Sox lead. 6 4. PK, <laughs> hey, I just fought some reports for the wrestling folks. I just got yeah, a great gotta, idea. Let's do a Sox game together. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's bring Skip Bayless and let's tie him up to the fireworks. And when a White Sox player hits a home run, we'll flip Skip Bayless yeah. with all the other fireworks in the air. Yeah. Can, can we hey, just hey, tie him hey, there? Hey, people, when... people call the people call the White Sox irrelevant. Where are the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, can somebody explain yes. that to me? They're talking about laying a smackdown. You just laid a smackdown. Well, it's true. You just did lay a smackdown. Hmm. Next one. All right, here we go. Skippy Bill says that that he would be a better creative guy when it comes to wrestling than Mystic Man because oh, big deal. You have WrestleMania. Uh, uh, Skip Bayless says he would have a better wrestling promotion than Mystic Man. You know what? I'll, I'll start off with this, okay? Because. I've I, I really reached my tippy point here, and it's come to the point where I hear so much nonsense is making me turn away as being a fan of wrestling, and it has actually absolutely nothing to do with the product, to be honest with you, because a lot of people today in wrestling are stuck in the past. But, okay. Maybe me, so, too. I'll admit it. Yeah, Skip, you're just saying that, oh, you could be a better wrestling promoter than this <laughs> McMahon? Who are you? You guys have bounced <laughs> off a bunch of different columns. You worked for the Chicago Tribune. Oh, what's your claim to fame? Oh, you covered the the late '90s Bulls. Wow, fantastic! Oh, you. So many other people. You blow Jerry Jones on air every chance you get. You promote Tim Tebow like he's the second coming of God. You talk about Johnny Mansell. He was always an idiot that has no morals in his life. And yet you say he deserves more chances and he has more natural throwing abilities than Joe Montana? Who are you? Yeah, who, who are, are you? you? I don't I, I don't know if you're a columnist. I don't, I don't even know if you, I could qualify you as even a broadcaster. But now you're going to say you're a wrestling expert? Just stop, please. <laughs> a standing ovation for Josh Lopez. <laughs> Snowman, <laughs> anything, bud? Anthony Anzac, Snowman? Tell you. I have Who in the Vita Blue Hell do you think you are? I like that. The Vita Blue Hell. <laughs> Saying that you would be a better wrestling promoter when you can't even promote the right athletes. You promote folks like Tony Romo, Johnny Manziel, LeBron James. Don't get me started. Instead of promoting the right athletes, you promote not only the wrong ones, but for the wrong reasons. I'll you know stop what, I there. <laughs> Next. I want to know what pro wrestling is to uh, Skip Bayless. Seriously, if you were to have a wrestling, let's say by some reason the temperature in hell drops to under 32 degrees and you do have mm-hmm. your wrestling match. What are your type of matches? What are your type of gimmicks? I want to know what is Skip Bayless's professional wrestling fit supposed to be? I want to know. Go on, Skip, <laughs> lay it out. Lay it out. You said you can do a better job. I, don't know. Man, I want to know. And I said if the temperature in hell drops to 32 degrees below. below. Oh, 
only thing we do know is that the, the arena for the games will be at uh, Jerry World. That's all we could say for that right now. Um, well, and that's, that's all I that's will his, say. <laughs> that's his oh, life. He wants everything to be at Jerry World. Yeah. Yeah. So he could hang out with Jerry Jones behind that pole over there. <laughs> the big pole. Ouch! 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 <laughs> Chance 
of throwing as many touchdowns as Peyton Manning, considering the fact that Andrew Luck studied, worked hard, worked on his own strength, worked on his mobility, this season notwithstanding, to get better every year. Something a quarterback should do. I wish much luck to Brock Osweiler, to the team that finally lands him, because what Brock Osweiler is doing is playing for a free agent contract with a team that's going to give him a bunch of money and then put him in the wrong system. So, Skip Bayless, mm-hmm. shut your trap, shut your yap, and for God's sake, will you please stop talking out of both sides of your pompous ass? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I said I left, I feel like going with Stone Cold to the liquor store because that would be <laughs> Oh, God. Um, okay, I've got three more quotes for you guys, okay? I don't have to leave any more, do I? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you for the shockometer three thousand on this one. Oh, I guess I can leave. Right. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Cover your ears. Cover your ears, dude. Cover your ears. <laughs> oh <Okay>. no! <laughs> oh God, yes. Skippy oh, no, Bayless said that mine. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't learn, does he? My yep, my Philadelphia 76ers will get their first win of the year against the Chicago Bulls. Get out I'm of the way right I'm, now. Get yeah, out of the way right I'm now. I'm getting miles away from you, dude. Go ahead. I I, I, ref, I made a reference to this on on Facebook, and a couple of people caught it. I only make one I, I against that. against the Chicago Bulls. The Sixers and the Chicago Bulls? Okay, if Charles Barkley, Maurice Sheeks, Julia Serving, Bobby Jones, and the rest of those guys want the Philadelphia 76ers facing this young Bulls team, then maybe. But <laughs> I make a reference to Johnny Carson's character, the late Johnny Carson's character, Karnak the Magnificent. A nail, a board, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Name something that's hammered, something that's sawed, and something that's screwed. <laughs> Unbelievable. How do you say it? Well, 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 we can say this. We're the 76ers fans. We need to help. We're all the 18. We haven't won again. They need to be the Chicago Bulls. You should be revoked from your broadcasting license. It's simple. And Frank, what do you say about that? The 0 and 18 76ers will beat the Chicago Bulls from Skip Bayless. I think Skip Bayless should be revoked from life. All right. As I said, name something that's hammered, something that's sought, and something that's screwed. Skippy Bayless says that Kobe Bryant is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, that's bullshit. I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. Dude, he's making me leave. Right? Are you leaving out? Are you heading out right now, Frank? I don't know how much I can handle, dude. I'm going. I actually am going to the liquor. Like I said, I'm going to the liquor store. I'm leaving and going to the liquor store with Stone Cold. I'm. I'm going to the liquor store too. 
Whoa is right. Take I'm, your I'm, 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 I'm so tired of everybody treating like it's a damn funeral. Any time the Patriots lose. Oh, let's feel sorry for the Patriots because they got injuries and the referees don't like them. Oh, my God. Just stop but right. you know what? You know, I have to say, I have to confess that some of us Patriot fans have got some very serious feelings about this. <laughs> well, some serious feelings. Well, Patriot fans also actually have some mental issues, too, but we're not going to go there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is why I'm gonna go hide. Forget that, I'm jumping in. I'm leaving the jump. Uh, I'm, I'm that I'm that though. We're gonna wrap up the bash hour right there. Uh um, yeah, before we let Brian go. Brian, before we let you go, buddy, any last words for the peace out there? Well, Thank you, thank you all for having me on. I love doing the bash hour. And Skip Bayless, get help. <laughs> He's causing me to need to get help. He's causing me to need to get help. I reckon he needs to go to see some therapy or go to some counseling because that idiot Skip Bayless needs some real help, and I can agree with Snowman on that wholeheartedly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> No, man, I'll I'll be talking to you very soon after the show's over, right, buddy? Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, see you, buddy. <laughs> That's the snowman for the Skippy Bailey's Bash Shower. There you go. Take your Ellen. Take you your Ellen. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you guys ever miss an episode of the Sports Drive or the Bash Shower, you can check it out on iTunes or um Shockjournal.com and the Shock Journal radio section. Uh, before we head to that top of the hour break, um, I'm just going to go really quick over some games that happened in Ethiopia yesterday. Oh, yeah! Uh, we're yeah. not going to go, we're, we're, we're not gonna go in depth about Ethiopia. these games whatsoever. Okay, I'm going to just say the results of these games and then we'll give our thoughts about it, okay? Because I'm not going in depth about these games. I'm sorry to the teams out there, but I can give, give a big news about these games. All right, Minnesota. Minnesota beat Atlanta 23 to 6. Cincinnati destroys the Rams 31 to 7. Oakland defeats Tennessee 24 to 21. The Colts beat the Buccaneers 25 to 12. And then finally, the last Ethiopian game of the week, we have the Chargers beating the Jaguars 31 to 25. We got nine minutes left, gentlemen. I just spewed out some results there from the Ethiopia game. Share your soliloquies, your thoughts about these games, and we'll go from there. Let me start. Let me well, start. You ahead. actually gave Ethiopia a couple of first-place teams. You gave Ethiopia the Colts. You gave Ethiopia okay. the Bengals. Dude, Ethiopia, uh-huh. you're supposed to give many – what is your problem? You're supposed to give Ethiopia two subpar uh, teams. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ethiopia – hey, Ed- Eddie Dalton goes to Ethiopia every time they're in the playoffs, right? He's missing an action. Oh, come on, Josh. The Bengals are a playoff team, Josh. They're going to make it to the playoffs. Okay, And they're finally finally getting the home game. Sure. (laughs) 
but San Diego, Jacksonville, I will agree that was more of what you would call a game to watch in Ethiopia. Like, who would have time to watch that, seriously? The Chargers, yeah. they beat Jacksonville. It was expected to possibly happen. I believe I picked San Diego to win that because the game was so meaningless. The only people that would care about it is the people in Jacksonville, Florida, and the people in San Diego, California. And, yeah, Ethiopia, Ethiopians, congratulations. You finally got the chance to see an NFL football game. Yes, and and public, that's why we're saying we have to call it the Ethiopia games here because we've got games that are so stinking meaningless here. Well, the reason why we <laughs> call them the Ethiopia games is because we have all of these London games and how bad ridiculous it is. Listen, that's why we joke about Ethiopia. We call them the Ethiopia games because these are games that should be played in Ethiopia, like the Chargers and the Jaguars and the Raiders and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Two teams that are that have absolutely no hope this year. Well, hold it. I disagree about that with Oakland, Tennessee, okay? If I could talk a little bit about Oakland, Tennessee, because we got eight minutes before we got to go to the top-of-the-hour break. Oakland, to me, look, the Raiders knew very, very well they need to go into Tennessee and beat the Titans because if the Titans play spoiler, Oakland's in trouble, pretty much jeopardizing their chances. You have to give the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of props. This was a team last year. Mm-hmm. That was two and fourteen. Oakland's five and six. They are still not out of the wild card hunt. Oakland is a team that still has a chance to get there. So you know, props to the Raiders and what uh, David Carr did and the talent that the Oakland Raiders have. They're not a bad team. They've been improving. Can they make the playoffs? Maybe. Can they finish up strong? Most certainly they can. Maybe Oakland realizes that maybe the future is back. They haven't been big, gentlemen, since the Rich Gannon days. And remember, when Rich Gannon, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Charlie Gardner, and when John Gruden and then Bill Callahan was there, we're talking late 90s to the early 2000s, Oakland was a very, very tough team to beat. I remember. And the black hole was nothing to screw around with. If I look real quickly... No, no, no. Minnesota, Atlanta. This game certainly has to be talked about. I mentioned at yep, the very top. Of, yes. Okay. I listen. I mentioned at the very top of the show, Josh and Frank. Who you know what? Carolina is the hottest team right now in the NFC, eleven and zero. Props to them. But if I had to pick, maybe a second or third team that's the hottest in the NFC. Quite clearly, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Look at how much and look how dominant Minnesota has been. Teddy Bridgewater has made better decisions. Adrian Peterson has really, really bounced back. There was a lot of questions after the child abuse case that really haunted Adrian Peterson if he could bounce back and get back to being the Adrian Peterson we've seen from years past. Quite clearly, we have seen it a lot with the Minnesota Vikings. The Atlanta Falcons, you're starting to fade. You had that great start when you were like 5-0 and and you were challenging Carolina. Right now, you are underachieving. And I don't even know if the Falcons coach will be back next year. There will be a lot of speculation in Atlanta what's going to happen with them and Matt Ryan. I want to ask you, Frank, what's your thoughts about the Atlanta Falcons and their coaching situation? And how do you feel – Josh and even Frank about about the Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead. All right. As far as Dan Quinn goes, he's going nowhere. He's a first-year head coach. It's just the fact that the Falcons have fallen on some hard times of late. The Minnesota Vikings, this is a team that I do believe is going to win that division because I have lost all faith in the world in the Green Bay Packers. All right, say what you want. I know the Packers did defeat the Vikings, but look at the big picture here. You just can't look at a small picture. got to look at it from a big vantage point. They've lost three of four. The Minnesota Vikings are the team winning games. Adrian Peterson, I'm going to say this. 
Adrian Peterson is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Let's not even let's let's try to figure out who's going to be second, third below Adrian Peterson because this guy is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. And I guess I was right about Adrian Peterson from this is that he started off slow because it was a readjustment for him getting back into game mode after after missing out on last year. But you know what? He has returned to the Adrian Peterson that's a dominant force. Adrian Peterson, comeback player of the year, and your NFC North champion, the Minnesota Vikings. Josh, let's go to you. Your thoughts on Minnesota, and what do you expect out of Atlanta? Do you think the Falcons will fire their coach? Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's Dan Quinn's first year. I mean, come on. Yeah. Mike Smith is not there anymore. He was fired last year. I mean, it's too early to say, oh, it's because they're struggling right now. He's going to be fired. I mean, that's just not realistic. Um, besides that, um, just some other thoughts on the game because we're not going to have time to go over all of them. Um, not surprised he went by the Bengals. Nick Foles is not a good quarterback. Nice seeing Oakland pick up a road victory. Um, kind of disappointing the Buccaneers. It seemed like they were heading in the right path, but Matt Hasbeck, uh helped the Colts pick up victory there. Uh, the Chargers and- came back to the NFL relatively and they beat the Jaguars. Well, I want to mention a couple things here. First off, with Cincinnati and St. Louis, okay, the Bengals did what they needed to do. They knew that after two tough losses, two heartbreaking losses, they played a sloppy Monday night game against the Houston Texans, losing 10-6. to They lost in a heartbreak to the Arizona Cardinals. Cincinnati needed this game. Why, gentlemen? Because if you look at the AFC, New England, of course, is number one. Cincinnati would be ranked number two. Denver comes in at number three. There's a lot of things, gentlemen, that can happen in the next couple of weeks. So everybody pay attention just to see how the AFC, the entire AFC plays out. The Bengals knew they needed to win this. They lose. Denver moves to number two. Cincinnati's number three. And a Bengals team that's itching to just, well, they're going to get to the playoffs, but not only that, but they're trying to end their long playoff drought. That's a team that has not won since January of 1991. And St. Louis, you know, maybe everybody thought they could go in there and really surprise Cincinnati because, remember, they beat the teams that are the powers. If you look at Tampa Bay and Indianapolis, I'm going to mention this, too. This was a game. The Colts had to win this game. Why do I say it? Because I've watched the – but I'm going to speed it up. Yeah, the NFL today, if you look at it, people are saying the Houston Texans may probably be the favorite to win it. Who knows if Matt Hasselbeck can even do well against Pittsburgh next weekend on Sunday Night Football on NBC. So there's a lot of unfinished business to get to. And I got and we got to speed this up, though. Frank, your thoughts on Tampa Bay, Indianapolis? Uh, go ahead. You got to be impressed with Matthew Hasselbeck because here's a guy that's 40 years old and has been in the league forever. Of course, 10 years ago, he was a starting quarterback uh, guiding the Seattle Seahawks to a Super Bowl. Yes, there was a quarterback that uh, guided Seattle to a Super Bowl that wasn't Russell Wilson at one time. But the Colts have definitely turned it around. And it's really, look, they're going to make the, listen, when Andrew Luck is healthy, he's going to be back because this is Andrew Luck's team. He is the future here. But, I don't know how you cannot uh, go with Matthew Hasselbeck these days. I mean, he's 4-0 and as a starter. 4-0 and for a 40-year-old. Which is, which is very shocking, Frank, when you think about amazing. it. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Indianapolis goes to Pittsburgh, and that will be a huge game that has major playoff implications on the line. So, like I said, 
we're getting down in the last month. I know we got to get the commercial, but all I'm saying is when you get to the month of December, this is the time of year when everything gets right down to the wire about playoff seeding, about teams fighting for the home field advantage, and don't forget wild card spots, two from the AFC and two from the NFC. So just everybody watch what happens in the upcoming weeks starting on Thursday, especially when Detroit goes to Green Bay, which also has playoff implications. Not trying to get off subject here, but I know we got to run the commercial. Yeah, but I know we're actually going to commercial right now. So we'll be back in five minutes. When we come back, we'll talk about the Steelers Seahawks game with Nash Carey from Jock Journal. Listen to Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At Jock.
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three here at the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com. Follow us on Twitter at Da Sports Drive. We've got one more hour left to go. If you guys would like to chime in and talk about the games yesterday, give us a call at 602-753-1743. Let's bring in our Seattle connection, but he lives in the good state of Oklahoma. It's Nash Carey, the founder of Jock Journal. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm really excited about that Seahawk win last night. And you know what I'm excited <laughs> about? i got to tell you what I'm excited about. One more hour of us brainwashing the world. Oh, yes, and keep at it because everybody needs some more Jock Journal in their life. Okay, well, yes. we'll talk about this game between Seattle and Pittsburgh. It was a big game indeed. The Seahawks winning that game 39-30. to I did watch the whole game. This was a game that was big for both teams. You know, Pittsburgh's a team, Nash, that was trying to stay – in the thick of the AFC North, you know, race, and maybe especially the wild card. They're still leading it. But I think this game, Nash, I have to tell you, was more important for the Seattle Seahawks than it was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seattle needs this. They're the two-time defending NFC champions, and for them to possibly get back to the Super Bowl, they need to win the rest of the way. they got five games left. They can't afford to lose maybe two or three, or they're going to be done. Absolutely. It's, it's you know the thing is, is that the the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a real snake fit in type season. They they've used three starting quarterbacks so far this year, but also you got to take a look at the fact that Le'Veon Bell, who was only who was supposed to be their premier superstar stud running back, only played what two games total for them this year and is now on the IR. D'Angelo Williams is a healthy backup, and the fact is is they got a really good arsenal of receivers as. Even Marcus Wheaton was able to show himself as a, a capable target. Now that Ben Roethlisberger has three targets, look out, because the Steelers could win some games. But the the real story of the day was the fact that Ben Roethlisberger threw three touchdowns – or, I'm sorry, three interceptions, and uh, that that was – that's not characteristic of a Ben Roethlisberger-led team. It's it, the, the I think the Century League field – Noise and as well as the atmosphere, as well as just the intimidation factor, just took the wind out of their sails. After he took that head injury, and I'm sure he was looking for a reason to not come back because most quarterbacks will just say, "You know what? I'm okay. Don't stay away from me, doctor. He's doing. He's doing one of these doctors. Come check me. I don't want to come back in. I don't want to go back out there." And that's that's what we saw from a, a frightened Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I have a question for all of you, and let's start with uh, Josh, then we'll move to Frank, and then to you. Uh, actually, Josh, Frank, me, and then you, Nash. Okay, this goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Uh, congrats on Seattle winning, Nash. But, I'm one, you know, you talk about Roethlisberger throwing three interceptions in the game. My biggest question is, is Ben Roethlisberger done? Do you think there's going to come a point when retirement is on his mind because he, maybe he just doesn't have the Ben Roethlisberger like we've seen of old? Let's start with you, Josh, about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, 
I don't want to read directly to a different way, but I I don't think Ben Roethlisberger's done. I think Mike Tomlin is done. However, when it comes to being the head coach of the Steelers, no matter if they make the playoffs or not, uh, it's just, they're not going anywhere with this guy when it comes to the long term aspect. So I think this will be the last year of Mike Tomlin as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. I would have to say, as far as Ben Roethlisberger, he is not done quite yet. He is older. He is 33. He's been in the league since 2004, which you look at it, it is his 12th season. And being that he's been in the league for 12 seasons, it it does take wear and tear on the body. But one thing we're seeing more from Ben Roethlisberger is injuries. I mean, we saw that earlier in the season. We know he has a concussion, but he has been more injury prone than in past years. So you get a sense that with Ben Roethlisberger starting to suffer more injuries, hard for him to uh, re to rehab as it as it as it used to be because understand this Ben Roethlisberger I've considered him to be the toughest quarterback of anybody in the National Football League this guy can be stepped this guy could be stepped on his right foot and still stay in the game but I think the age is starting to settle in is Ben Roethlisberger done no but he is starting to, he is he is getting older he is starting to slow down because of the age. For me, I have to say that uh, this was a good question to ask because, yeah, right, he's 33 years old. Pittsburgh has not won a Super Bowl since 2008 for the 08 Pittsburgh Steelers. My point is that with Ben Roethlisberger, he needs to make better decisions. Again, Pittsburgh, you know what? Ben Roethlisberger, to me, Josh, is reminding me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers, and you guys may agree with me or disagree with me. Why do I say that? Because sometimes Ben Roethlisberger is not clutch during the season, or maybe even during the playoffs. Uh, last year we saw when Baltimore walked right into Pittsburgh and beat them by 30-15 to 15 in the AFC wildcard game. So I have to say that without a doubt, Roethlisberger needs to step it up for the Steelers to have any chance of getting to the playoffs. And, and three picks is just not good enough. And you're right about it too, Josh, that Tomlin could be on the hot seat, even though they gave him an extension through, uh, I think, 2017 or 2018. I'd have to look that up. Now we move to you, Mr. Nash Carey. What's your thoughts about Ben Roethlisberger? Have we maybe seen the end of his days with the Steelers, or do you think he's still got much left in the tank? No, he's going to be he's going to be around for years to come. In fact, I think he I, I got to agree more with Josh that Mike Tomlin's more likely on his way out. And they and the fact is, is the Pittsburgh Steelers never fires their coaches, which is, which to me sounds uh, which is, would be an extreme anomaly. I don't think they've ever fired a coach in my years of watching the NFL. And I think that we're actually going to see it not because of lacks of X's and O's and his ability to motivate the team, but just simply because. He always seems to lack class, and he doesn't seem to be able to, to to have the same classy swagger that some of the other coaches have had from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Cowher is is, is the the true the true type of guy I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers had, and I'd love to see them find somebody else who fits that mold. However, if you want to give a problem to what's going on in the NFL as far as like quarterbacks as, as they get around this age, take a look also at Tony Romo. And and yeah, who's facing the kind of the same issues? And we got other quarterbacks all across the league who are in that thirty-year-old mark and are having a hard time trying to stay on the field. And it's not necessarily so much the fact that they're they're becoming injury-prone. It's that name me one really good offensive lineman like we've had in the past. There is no more Jonathan Ogden's or Walter Jones out there anymore. Offense. 
offensive mm-hmm. line talent is nothing more than than a, a tax fee or a salary cap uh, deduction. So what they do is they teams are basically trying to find these half a million dollar a year guys who can they can plug in as a starter so they can continue to pay their position, you know, their skill positions large amounts of money. And we watched the we've watched offensive line play greatly deteriorate throughout the years, and this year has probably been the worst. Now, now that we're getting later on the season, we're watching teams like the you know, Detroit Lions and even the Seattle Seahawks begin to gel because it takes time, usually about you know six or seven games, for offensive lines to be able to get right. And now they're actually keeping the quarterbacks off the ground a little bit more, and we're going to see less injuries as the season progresses because, because they've taken inexperienced offensive linemen and halfway through the season now they've become experienced offensive linemen. I want to say, Nash, you, know, you, you, you know, you bring up an interesting point there about the Steelers that when you look at their history, they have been a team that has not had a lot of major firings at head coach. I've always had a lot, you know, doing the research on the Steelers, okay, I'm not trying to fret and try to go on and on, Josh and, you know, and Frank and, and Nash about the past, but if you look at what the Steelers had for all their history, I had a lot of respect about learning about how good of a coach Chuck Knoll was. Chuck Knoll was great. He brought the four Super Bowls to the set in the seventies for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Cowher, he did the same thing to kind of like Chuck Knoll. He fired up that. Well, he was different than Chuck Knoll because he fired up the uh, uh, the Steelers. They always called him Face. It would be a happy face, a serious and angry face. But Bill Cowher, I did have respect for because he was a very tough football coach. Tomlin, he's not okay taking over for Bill Cowher, but he still knows if he's not doing a good job, the Rooney family who owns that Steelers team will have a major decision to make about who could be the replacement for Mike Tomlin, who could be a new head coach that could get that team back there. After all, it's been seven years since the last Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, I have a trivia question for you. I'm going to give you the year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the name. The last Steelers head coach to be fired was Bill Austin. After what? And he took over for Chuck Noll took over for him. After what season was he fired? What year? Take a guess. Probably '68. You got it. That's right. Think about this. You got a Nash. Great job. Give you a prize. Thank After you. the 1968, I don't have a prize unfortunately, so I have to retract my statement. After the 1968 <laughs> season is when the Steelers fired a head coach. So think about this way. Think, look at it this way. Look at the big picture here. 1969 to now, 47 seasons. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had three head coaches, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, I mean, and Mike Tomlin. Think about yeah. this. The, the last time the Steelers fired a head coach was before the AFL-NFL merger of 1970. So if they fire Mike Tomlin, can you imagine the historic impact that's going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers firing a head coach? For many people, it's going to be something new to them. That's, you know what, and that's true, Frank, when you when you think about it with their history and how successful they have. Those two veteran coaches and Chuck Noll and Bill Cowher have been outstanding, but uh, Tomlin, you know, is an interesting situation. I know that one of my friends, that Josh, Frank, and I, you know exactly where I'm going with, and Nash, you know too, one of my dear friends and one of my great friends is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And he oh, always I, I, talks I about how great the Steelers are going to be. I know one thing, 
is that he is not happy with the Pittsburgh Steelers and that I believe the new offensive coordinator, I think his name is uh, Haley, Todd Haley. I will tell you one thing. His reaction when I asked him about it, woo, he was angry about that, about Todd Haley being hired as the new offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Angry, now, um, the, the, the better question here I got to ask for you at Nashville is, okay, so the Seahawks are now 6-5. They take on the Vikings on Sunday. I mean, yes, I understand everybody wants to buy into the hoop of, oh, the Seahawks are dangerous in Seattle philosophy. There's still a couple games left in the season. Do you still think the Seahawks are Super Bowl contenders this year, despite their record right now? Okay, here it is. The last team you want playing emotional and angry is Seattle, especially when it comes to playoff time. That team, when they get a fervor underneath them, they're unstoppable either on the road or away. I mean, there's nothing that can unhinge them from their destiny when they get like that. At all. And last night, I saw that coming out in the team once again as they were able to battle back and play tough, even without Jimmy Graham. And I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but I honestly think that the whole loss of Jimmy Graham is actually going to help that offense as they're no longer going to be trying to force the ball to him. You know, it's like the Percy Harvin effect. He doesn't fit what they're trying to do. He doesn't, he's not a blocking tight end. He doesn't keep his pad level low. He's a really good receiver, but we all I know people don't think we have good receivers, but Baldwin and Kurt are two very good receivers. They're not great, but even but you now get Lockett out there to, to add to more targets, yeah, that offense can automatically become a vertical offense, especially with Marshawn Lynch out. They have to change their identity. They're no longer ground, grind and pound. They're going to be Eric's to freak out and watch what happens. Five touchdown passes by Russell Wilson, throwing for 350-some-odd yards. And the offense, the offensive line held their ground, and Russell Wilson wasn't spending time on his back. He was actually throwing that from the pocket. Oh, my God, Russell Wilson, a pocket passer? Yeah, look out. Look out. If this is, if this is their new identity, they're going to be taking names and kicking rear ends. Me, I'm going to answer your question, me, Josh, I'm going to answer your question about Seattle and being in the Super Bowl. 50-50. I'm kind of split. 50 yes and 50 no. Okay. Seattle has to do, like I said, they have to win out. They have to win They have to win all the way to get to the Super Bowl. And we've always yep. talked about that the Seahawks are not the same team that maybe we've seen from the last two years. Russell Wilson has to be smart with his decision-making. He has to make good plays, make good passes. They need mm-hmm. to get Marshawn Lynch involved. They need to make sure that they can win every game. It doesn't get easy going up against the Minnesota Vikings and what will be a very pivotal matchup and what possibly could be a potential playoff matchup when you look at Seattle against Minnesota. And it would be a heck of a matchup if those two teams make it. Seattle can get back there, but it's it's debatable. It's it's up in the air. It's open to question if the Seahawks really can get back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. And we leave it if to Seattle, you, Frank Sprinkle. Frank, your thoughts about Seattle. Can they get back right. to the Super Bowl? From what I've seen, I don't think they can get back to the Super Bowl. The injuries have taken a toll. They have not been able to win on the road. 
they were able to pull it off yesterday. And understand this, they probably won't get the number one seed, and that's going to hurt. If you don't get the number one seed, the road to the Super Bowl does not go through Seattle. It's going to be a hard time for the Seahawks team to get back to the Super Bowl for an unprecedented third straight year. But on top of that, too, from what I've seen from the Seahawks, I mean, the Legion of Boom, at times it's been the Legion of Doom here. I just can't see this team going to the Super Bowl. They were dominated opponents. They're not doing that anymore. But, 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 you know you know what, Nash, since you're still online with us, you know the mood where I live, okay, I, since I, I've said it numerous times, since I live five hours away from Seattle, the mood is anger a bit with Seahawks fans where I live because there are people that are not thrilled about some of the play calling by Pete Carroll. I bet, Nash, you were a bet – uh, Brooke, I bet you were a bit really upset with the, even the opener. Like, remember the first game that the Seahawks played against the Rams, there was bad play calling. So, you know what? There's a lot of people that have questioned Pete Carroll's play calling as head coach of the Seahawks. No. Nash, you're the big C- you're the big Seahawks fan, Nash. i got to ask you, have you been disappointed a bit at times? With, have you been a bit yeah. disappointed with Pete Carroll's play calling? Uh, well, Ultimately, the play calling isn't done by Pete Carroll. It's done by Daryl Bevel or or the Chris Richards. He just basically gave uh, a the play calling, and I don't think that the play calling has been absolutely terrible. I think we the execution has been absolutely terrible. Again, back to the offensive line on that thing, where we started the season with Solaki at at uh, a converted defensive tackle at center. Then we had Drew Nowak. Uh, a failed experiment from Green Bay, and then we had and now we have Patrick Lewis at center. All those, all those changes at center, the head of your offensive line, caused real big congruency issue. Our our execution had been terrible to this point. The play calling, not so bad really. Um, it, I mean, a little bit predictable from time to time. I think if you you, you get upset because. All of a sudden, they do something unpredictable, like run, march, and not uh, throw a pass in the Super Bowl to you know, lock it, and everybody loses their that. mind. So, you, I mean, you can't win for losing. And then the fact is, is that it's not a play call issue; it's just an execution issue. Well, one last thing before we let you go, Nash. Do you have any final words for uh-huh. the fans? And uh, where can uh, people find you on uh, social media? Okay. First off, you can find me on social media at jockjournal.com. But my uh, um, or on uh, Twitter at Jock Journal as well. Also, the second thing is, as far as the fans go in Seattle, this is it. This is when this is when Seattle does what they do. Last year, at this time, they were they were uh, uh, seven and four, right? Right now, we're six and five. That's only one game difference. And the fact is, is that if you just keep believing and the fans continue with their loud howls and their creative ways of making more and more uh, intensity and you travel as well as you have in years past where you start taking over other people's stadiums, the Seattle Seahawks will go back to the Super Bowl and they could be a a second seed side of the NFC because Arizona has not run away with the division yet. They are still within striking distance and Seattle still has one game to play against Arizona if you want to wait to buy in, wait to buy in until this week when Seattle travels to Minnesota. And if they can beat that team, then, 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 then they're for real. They're absolutely for real. So, good. Thanks for uh, hopping on, Ned. Uh, we appreciate it. 
Thank God you. bless you, man. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Thank you. God bless. All right, that's Nance Carey. Um, we're about to head to a commercial break here on the Sports Drive. We'll talk quickly about the uh, Broncos and Patriots game from last night, and then uh, we'll do a preview for the Broncos. And My bad. We'll do a preview for the Ravens and Browns, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, this is Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com
Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit obsessed obsessed with sports. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, final segment of the day here. Um, I'm going to let Sean and Frank handle the duties here. I did watch the Broncos-Patriots game. Um, only thing I'll have to say is that um, Patriots, could use referees' excuses and injuries as excuses. It's, it's about being the next man up, and they didn't get the job done. And the story, the Broncos beat the Patriots 30-24 to in overtime. The Patriots' undefeated season is now over. With that said, I'll be back here to wrap up the show. We'll let Frank and Sean go ahead and talk about the game. Well, I'm going to say that with New England and Denver, it was a yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss. You know, we had we had a 14 up, they had a 14 nothing lead, they had a 21 seven lead, they had the opportunity to really pick up ground in the AFC. It didn't happen. And as far as the Patriots being banged up and stuff with the injuries, I'm just trying to be pretty much neutral about it. I am a diehard Patriot fan, so it's like be neutral about it and realize, relax. We still got a long season. Well, let me take everybody back to last year. Monday Night Football, they played Kansas City. Everybody thought yep. the Pats were done. People in Boston and all of New England thought for a second that they were going to be finished, and then we saw exactly what ended up happening. That's what I'm saying. Everybody just relax. Realize there's still a lot of season left. The injuries are really, really piling up. But you know what? New England is still very capable of winning that Super Bowl. I've got high hopes for them still. Move on to the next opponent. Tom Brady even came out and publicly said on WEI today on the Dennis Callahan show, I believe it was, that he was very, very PO'd after the loss last night. And he says, hopefully we can use it as motivation. It's a good point. Use it as motivation. And for Denver, it was an amazing comeback because Brock Osweiler, actually it's from my own, I hardly believe I'm saying this, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Osweiler is actually from the town that I grew up in, Kalispell, Montana. He grew up there, and he went. To, yeah, he went to Flathead High School, and he and actually, too, another statistical fact is that he was born here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So he is a very, very big name in Coeur d'Alene and the Pacific Northwest, and of course, where I live in Kalispell. But Denver knew they needed that win so bad, just to keep, knowing that they got to keep their hopes alive in the playoffs. And then the debate will be who should they continue to have at starting quarterback? Should uh, Manning resume his uh, quarterback duties, or should Brock Osweiler be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos? Well, I'm going to say this. This was definitely a statement game for Brock Osweiler because the debate is about Peyton Manning. Is Peyton Manning going to be back next year or not? Because I was talking about age uh, when we were talking about uh, Ben Roethlisberger with Nash Carey, and it's some quarterbacks uh, – tend to do well as they age upwards don't. It depends on when one's physical st- skills start to decline here. Uh, but I got I was very impressed with this game overall. It was a great game. And I'm getting the sense, too, that the Patriots, uh, this is a team that, started, that has shown signs of fatigue. Correct me here if I'm wrong, but they had a hard time winning against the Giants. I mean, that was a game they could have lost easily. The Bills even gave them a fight. The Buffalo Bills, a team that has no, that has not even been superior to the New England Patriots. Uh, if you look at Brock Eisweiler in this game, how many turnovers did he have? Only one. He, he threw one interception in the game, and that was in the first one half. One interception in the first half. The problem is 
Brock Osweiler, at least based on what we've seen these last couple of starts, has not turned the ball over consistently as Peyton Manning has. Of course, Peyton Manning um, went healthy. He's going to come back. This is his team. He's got the big contract. He's the star attraction. Peyton Manning's going to get the first-class stream, and he's going to be honored here. But Brock Osweiler played well last night. And when I mean play well, listen, you don't have to throw – uh, five touchdown passes, as we saw from Russell Wilson. You don't have to have four or 500 yards passing, as we saw from Philip Rivers in October in Lambeau Field against the Packers. What makes a great quarterback what he is, is can he do a good job managing the game without throwing turnovers or fumbling the football, whether it's throwing interceptions or fumbling the football. Can the quarterback manage the game without minimizing turnovers? And I've been impressed with the way Brock Osweiler has managed these last two games for the Denver Broncos. Why is this a statement win? It comes against the New England Patriots, a team that was undefeated, a team that many people thought was going to win this game last night. And also, Brock Osweiler played pretty well in inclement conditions. He had to play in the snow. Guys, it was snow, it was windy, it was cold. It's tough to pass the football. It can be tough to manage the game at times. But Brock Osweiler, a guy with little experience, did a fine job just doing that. And the New England Patriots, guys, and I want to hear this from you, Sean. You you first and foremost. Have the New England Patriots seen a team that has started to tire out as of late? Because that's what I'm getting the sense that over the last couple of weeks. No, I don't think – not at all. I don't think they're they're tired out at all. I think they've started to tire off. No, I, I don't think they have. They they have been a team that has always stayed strong in the face of adversity. They have been a team that has always learned to deal with uh, the worst the worst made-up scandal in sports history, which was the Gate. That was still – that's still, in my opinion, still an arguably a, a flat-out bust and joke. So I don't think they're tired out at all. It's – you know, they're going to be just fine. I know the receivers are banged up and they're hurt, but you know what? As long as you got number twelve back there, he's the man I want. You didn't give up last night when the game when they're down by three. I just knew that Brady could drive down there, try to get a field goal, or try to throw the game-winning touchdown pass. Brady does not quit until the clock hits triple zero, and he had a chance to win last night's game. You're right about Tom Brady. The guy doesn't quit. Uh, but I'll I'll say this about the New England Patriots and their loss. There may be a good thing here about a loss here. And if Carolina loses to New Orleans next week or somewhere in the regular season, that can be a good thing here because it takes the pressure off an undefeated season. Because let's face it, if you go undefeated during the regular season, in case in point, the New England Patriots in 2007, there's expectation. There's expectation that you've got to win the Super Bowl. Now the expectations of the Patriots winning the Super Bowl is still there. It's still great, but it's been taken off just a little bit. And you mentioned last year's Monday night debacle against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, boy, that was a debacle. Correct. This game wasn't a debacle. This game was fun to watch. But the New England Patriots can look at this loss, like they did the Kansas City loss of a year ago, and come back with a renewed focus, a renewed sense of optimism. And if you're going to ask me about what I think about the New England Patriots, they lost but they're going to be fine. So, Sean, I'm hoping I'm bringing your day. I'm hoping I'm making you calm. The New England Patriots are going to be just fine. 
Yeah, we don't want to spend too much time uh, talking about this, but uh, it was a tough loss. But you know what? They were in the game, and that's what matters. Just time yes, to move on were. to the next opponent. You know, New England. Is, hey, look, New England has lost a heartbreaker, and they're going to be fine. They'll battle back. This is a team that just doesn't quit. Belichick will I'm make good. sure everything is in place. So I'm trying to say is I'm going to be calm and relaxed because I still believe that they are the team to still beat in the AFC. They are the defending Super Bowl champions until they somebody are. beats them. And they've got five games left to basically get the number one seed in the AFC wrapped up, which I they see will. them doing. Oh, they yeah, will. New England. Oh, yeah. New England will never quit until they get what they want. And that's what the thing is great about being a Bostonian sports fan. Teams take what they want there. Anyway, uh, Josh, uh, did you have anything to add about this, or do we need to move on? Um, you know, despite everybody talking about uh, Brock Osweiler and stuff, um, we got to give credit where credit's due to the defense of the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Broncos' defense is good for a reason. Um, um, I'll say this. I, I, I feel like Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson, for the running backs for the Broncos, weren't getting any respect for that game last night. They've been playing really good for the last two games, and the Broncos were raking in the bottom of the league in rushing. I mean, this new round uh, running game come back to the Broncos, that, which kind of helped them be successful when they made that Super Bowl run a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know the stats of Peyton Manning coming up this week. Uh, I don't know if he'll play against San Diego. The Broncos are on the road against San Diego, so it'll be a big test for Rock Osweiler. Um it's going to be interesting. As far as the Patriots are concerned, they're taking on the Eagles this Sunday. I know Sean's got another bet. How ironic with Browning Master. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't I don't see the same Patriots team that I saw last year. So I'm not buying that, oh, Brady's going to do this, Brady's going to do that. At the end of the day, five times catches up with a lot of people, and even then, Tom Brady's going to be on his final lace when it comes to being an NFL quarterback. So that's my thoughts on it. Patriots will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, will. Before, yeah, we, yeah, right. before, we wrap, before we wrap up the show here, let's uh, do a preview for tonight's Monday night football game. Da, 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 da. There you go. <laughs> do it again? All right. Late. Yeah, do it again. Okay, Monday Night Football. Da, 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 da. Where you see must-see action. Yeah, must-see. Josh McCown versus Max Schaub. Yeah, that's really must-see. Baltimore versus Cleveland. Give me a break. Who wants give me a break. I will give you a break. Go take one. I'll, take, I'll handle this. Go out. Go take one. Said you want me to give you a break. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll handle this. Go take your break. Have some coffee. Maybe get All a right. snack. Enjoy it. All right. We get it. We get it. Go on. There was a reason why this game was scheduled for Monday Night Football in this week 12, the last day of November. Because everybody in their right mind had a, they had a feeling that Johnny Manziel would be playing. And I'll be honest, myself too. Because Manziel was in his second year, you're paying him the big bucks. Uh, the Browns have apparently had whatever future they had invested in him, which looks pretty much slim to them. But 
this game here, both teams aren't going to the playoffs. I think the I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game. I think the Cleveland Browns just don't have enough talent to win this game. So I'm taking Baltimore. And by the way, I want to hear how many times Tariko and Gruden mention the name Johnny Manziel. Because you know what? We can pretty much make it a drinking game. And if they and, and, and if I'm right, the way Manziel will be mentioned by Gruden, especially Gruden and even by Tariko, guess what? We may all die of alcohol poisoning. Don't play the drinking game. I mean, I just think that this is a joke of a game to put on in the first place. I'm not watching it tonight. I'll take Baltimore and leave it like that. Boring football. Josh? Um, do you guys have any predictions for this game? Yeah, I take ball. I took Baltimore. The Ravens, I believe, uh, are going to win this yeah. game tonight. <laughs> on the road. So, yeah. Ugly game. So, I'll say Baltimore. Baltimore. Ugly game. Baltimore wins 13 Yep. Mm. Hey, I just realized something. something. Do you think there's going to be any mention about 20 years ago? Because remember, it was this Baltimore Ravens franchise that left Cleveland, courtesy of Art Modell, to go to Baltimore and become the Ravens. How much do you want to bet that's going to be mentioned during the Monday Night Football broadcast? I bet you. Um... I mean, if anything, who knows? Maybe they'll have a a cameo appearance of uh, Ozzy Newsom and maybe the crowd boots. And that's the only thing I could say properly. Uh, hey, what's guys, the uh, I'll go with you know, it's very ironic matchup just for us being Bears fans, uh, Frank, because Josh McCown actually played really good under Mark Trustman. I guess one of the only positives that did come with Mark Trustman. He did. Well, Jay Cutler was Josh a, McCown. If you look at Jay Cutler, he, I mean, not Jay Cutler. If you look at Josh McCown in relief of Jay Cutler, he kept the Bears in playoff contention. Josh, I was two years ago around this time, I was at the Monday night game in which mm-hmm. Mike Dick had his number retired against the Dallas Cowboys. The Bears beat the Cowboys 45-28, and really the playoff champions of the Bears were looking good. And McCown had a yeah. great game. He even propelled his way into the end zone, uh, a la John Elway, Super Bowl 32. He played very well with the Bears. I was impressed with McCown. But he doesn't have the weapons in Cleveland. Um, For me, I'm going to go like this. So... Honestly, I'm not going to watch this game. I'm going to be watching Raw. I'll be live tweeting Raw. I'll get more enjoyment out of that. So ESPN, I'm done with Monday Night Football. I'm not going to watch Monday Night Football for the rest of the year unless it's an interesting game. Uh, I'm sick of it. Done to Josh. Oh my goodness. I it's ridiculous. There's no need for Monday Night Football anymore. Oh my goodness. It's a waste of everybody's time. Let's get rid of Um, Thursday night. So. I'll go with the Cleveland Browns here. With the episode here, I'll go with the Cleveland Browns at home, Sean. <laughs> I'll go with the Browns 24 to the Ravens 13. That'll, that'll um, be my guess. Ugly game. I'll say the Ravens, they're going to beat Cleveland 13 to 10. I'd heck with them. I'm not even going to watch tonight's game. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. So last night it was announced that Kobe Bryant will be retiring, and um, at the end of the year, 
which is a bummer. Really quick, you guys, uh, what was your guys' thoughts on the announcement on uh, Kobe deciding to leave the sport of basketball after this season? I'll let you go first, Frank. I'm happy he's retiring because Kobe Bryant physically can't do it anymore. He admitted it. But the beauty of this, and by the way, shock, we shouldn't be shocked. I mean, come on, if you're shocked that Kobe Bryant is retiring, you need to have your head examined because you knew it was coming. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is in his last year of his contract. Kobe Bryant was great about the NBA a decade ago. He's not great about the NBA no more. The Los Angeles Lakers aren't what's great about the NBA no more, although eventually the Los Angeles Lakers will regroup and they will have perhaps another era of dominance. But here's the beauty of it. If you look at Kobe Bryant, like Derek Jeter, two decades with one franchise? I mean, Derek Jeter, two decades with one franchise. How odd is that? Kobe Bryant, two decades with one franchise. Tom Brady, you know, is going to eventually retire as a New England Patriot. I guess the only thing that's a shame about Peyton Manning is he's not going to retire or play his entire career in Indianapolis. To go 20 years with the Los Angeles Lakers, as Kobe Bryant has, Two full decades coming out of high school? My goodness. Yeah. You couldn't ask for a more perfect retirement than that. You know, it's like, it's amazing to think that back in 1996, if I go back a little bit, 19 years ago, I was nine years old and Kobe Bryant was coming into the NBA at the age of 17. I right. think when you, look at it, when, you, when you look at this, I think there's a lot of, you know, that he was bringing back the days of Magic Johnson back in the 80s. Because when Magic went to L.A., you know, and I'm not trying to go, I know we're talking Kobe here, gentlemen, but when Magic came to L.A., he was the answer that turned the basketball around in Los Angeles. And we know about the great rivalries that that Boston and L.A. played. But then if you fast forward to 96, Kobe Bryant comes into the NBA he comes and he turns the Laker team around. He plays alongside Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe were what brought the NBA back to LA when the Lakers kind of were bad around the early to like mid '90s. Sure, they've been they had been a playoff. They had had some years where they had their ups and downs. But when they both came, they both turned it around. And then, of course, we all know about the feud between Shaquille O'Neal. We all know about the rape case that almost should have jeopardized the entire career of Kobe Bryant, which basically, which basically, uh, at least it was a good thing it ended. Probably that woman felt like she just couldn't go on to doing it. But you look at, but when I think of Kobe Bryant, you think of championships. You look at that. That's what he'll be remembered for: the fact that he won five NBA championships. He had been the part of the dynasty of the LA Lakers that won three straight from 1999 to 2002. He had had to deal with the breakup of the Lakers when Shaq went to Miami and then Phil Jackson left for a while because uh, I remember Phil Jackson saying, he goes, I think there's going to be major changes from the Los Angeles Lakers organization. Gary Payton had gone to Boston, Carl Malone had retired. So he had dealt with that. And then when Kobe resigned, he kind of felt like this is my team, you know, that, that Kobe was the leader of the team. And then the Lakers finally got back to the winning ways by getting the three straight NBA finals from 2000. 2008 all the way to 2010, but he's had a sensational career. He's had a career, but I think with Kobe, he's ready to move on to better things. He's looking at life after basketball, wants to maybe, I think, spend a lot more time with his family. So, you know, props as a Celtic fan, 
even though I dislike the Lakers because of the, you know, the Boston-LA rivalry, as a Celtic fan, I have to say I give props to Kobe Bryant on what he did with the LA Lakers. I wish him the best of luck. Finish up strong, even though, like you said, Frank, the Lakers will regroup, but who knows when? Because then the Lakers, you know what? The Lakers have to prepare for life without Kobe Bryant. They're going to have to be figuring out where do they go from here. Who knows? This is a Laker team that's going to most likely not make the playoffs. I looked at their record before we went on the air. Uh, they're 2-14. and 14. They lost to Indiana last night. Lakers have a lot of rebuilding and a lot of fixing to do if they want to be a threat again in the Western Conference. What was your, what was your thoughts, Josh? Just wanted to ask, buddy. Um, I'll say this as we're going to wrap up the show in a couple of minutes. Um, Kobe Bryant, uh, I feel, is an underrated player. I think he kind of got disrespected with all the hoopla and love LeBron James got. Because when you look at Kobe Bryant's career, he wasn't reaching his peak till by the time LeBron actually came to the league. And um, seeing how Kobe, uh, you know, had to deal with the bad Lakers season in the early mid 2000 and then to re- revitalize himself and Phil Jackson came back as a coach. Um, right. Playing with Paul Gasol, playing with uh, Ron Artest, those guys in the late 2000s. Um, I'll miss Kobe Bryant. It's one of those things, you know, seeing a player play my entire life, for example, like a Paul Canerco or Derek Jeter or even in this case, Kobe Bryant, those guys would be missed. And uh, it's a bummer that he has to go out like this, especially with the team he's playing for him. But, um, and this one is, and uh, Kobe Bryant definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And for Skip Bayless to say he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, he's out of his mind. With that said, we're going to wrap up today's Sports Drive. Uh, the last show of November will be back tomorrow with another fun three-hour show. Uh, with that said, let, uh, before we get with the plugs and stuff, any final thoughts today, gentlemen? We'll start off with the big win. Call Kobe Bryant overweighted? Underrated. Oh, underrated. Okay, my apologies. My bad. My bad. You know what? I can be bad at times. I can be a very bad little boy at times. Great show. And by the way, um, just, uh, yeah, I, I can still be a very bad little boy. And by the way, before we uh, before we uh, we carry on, of course, my condolences to our good friend Nicholas Viva once again. We've been dedicating the entire three hours, or first three hours, uh, to the memory of his mother, Linda Spiva, who passed away. Saturday morning, we ask that you keep uh, Nicholas, his sister Jessica, uh, Jessica's husband Matthew, as well as Jessica and Matthew's child, um, their daughter uh, Avery, in their thoughts and prayers, as well as the entire family of Nicholas Spiva as they are going through this difficult period. Uh, Nicholas, love you, buddy. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Sean? I have to say that the final thoughts I have is that this has been a this is a great start for all of us realizing that now we've got the extra hour to recap so many important sports topics that are going on in the sports world. Um, obviously, it's a new change, it's a transition, but it's good for all three of us. We realize that we can be more opinionated and express what we believe and what we feel on a major sports topic. Uh, it's great to be back to work. It's great that we all had a nice time to ourselves to enjoy the holiday and we realized that you know now everybody's kind of getting to the point where here we are in the month of November it's the last day we're getting in December and it's Christmas time and everybody's kind of 
getting them getting them into the feel of the Christmas spirit and stuff like You're that too. You're shopping now. <laughs> um, but anyway, with that being said, I just want to say that uh, I'm glad that we're just getting better. Like I said, each day we're getting better and better, and if things need to be corrected, uh, I will work with them and continue to get better with my ab living and comprehending and doing things better. But uh, all that matters is that you do the best you can every day. You don't have to be perfect, and that's what life is about. So I just say it was a wonderful show and had a great time, and let's uh, be ready to rock and roll tomorrow for three for another fast-paced three hours. Um, for me, I'll say this uh, was a good show today. Um, getting some kinks out of the way, but we'll get with it. Um, it's been a fun show. I want to thank Brian for coming on and getting my mood up for the, the Bash Hour today. It was a really fun edition of the Bash Hour. I totally recommend you guys checking out the Bash Hour today. Uh, by the way, if you ever missed an episode of the Sports Drive, check us out on iTunes at the Sports Drive Podcast. And also uh, check us out on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com in the radio section to find our on-demand episodes there. Or also here on Blog Talk Radio, please type in the Sports Drive. You'll find it right there for you. Listening pleasures. Uh, we're on Twitter at Da Sports Drive. It's DA Sports Drive. Da Sports Drive. I'm at Twitter at WZ Josh Lopez. Follow Sean at Twitter at Sean Man SWR. Follow Frankster at Jock JRL Frank. Uh, check out JockJournal.com, as we mentioned before. Um, we got Ron Facebook, Sports Drive with Sean Man Josh Lopez. Check out my arc, uh, my recap articles I do for the NBA, NHL, and NFL games. Gladly appreciate that. Tell a friend if you like what we offer here on the Sports Tribe. Uh, spread the word about, spread the word about this podcast. It's, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time doing the show. One day, Sean and Frank for doing the show as always. But yours uh, truly. I uh, want to thank Nash Carey for calling in today. Good conversation about the Seahawks. Uh, it's gonna be a new adventure. Anytime you guys ever want to call in and talk sports, you can always give them a call, and we gladly appreciate it. With that said. Um, once again, our condolences go out to the the family. Um, keep your um, prayers also to the city of Chicago that's going uh, through some rough stuff, too, if yeah. you guys have been watching the national news. Um, enjoy your Monday. I know a lot of people are always, you know what, but uh, it's a new week. Have some goals set for yourself. Look at things in the bigger picture and not be short-minded or narrow-minded. And uh, have fun. Be happy. You know, life's too short. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow or not. So be be grateful for what you have. Take take what take it in front of you. Make the best out of it. And uh, don't let anybody get in your way. Amen to that. And with that, yes. And with that said, for Sean Man, the big win himself, Frank Sprinkle. My name is Joshua Lopez. This has been Sports Drive, episode number eleven, here on Jack. Bernal Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. That was NFL Talk Late Night from Jack Journal with You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jack Journal Radio. We offer news opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars.
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. So long. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. I need to get some lunch. What's that? Need to get some lunch, you know, the the middle meal between breakfast and dinner. Yeah, I need to get some lunch too. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, good job, gentlemen. We'll be ready to rock and roll tomorrow. I'll I'll try to find some topics for tomorrow. If you have any suggestions, just let me know on the conference call tomorrow, right? Gotcha. All right. No problem. All right. See you guys later. See ya. Bye bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.